0: Your place to be. I won't cry,
1: Maple syrup is the best. It's so good, though. I won't cry. Just be present with me and love me. I won't cry, Mick. Wow. 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 Wow
2: Weird, and but I remember that feeling of it squirming under my foot before I smashed it with a stick, right, and put it about as put it out of its misery. And that's what I feel like it's like. I think that that's what all this is, is the snakes are squirming.
0: Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with friend of the show, Chris Barrett, a little bit later. Of course, Chris has been following the show for years, been in the chats for years. We've both talked to him several times on the telephone. He's always kind of looking out for our magical interests or our... I don't know, I guess he'll explain it better. Graham could probably explain it better. I've got everybody's favorite podcaster over here, uh, Graham Dunlop. How's it going, buddy?
1: Not bad. Pretty good. Besides thinking that there's a massive crack through our reality right now.
0: Through so reality, I thought that storm was going to put a massive fucking crack through the studio. Yeah, Did you see that lightning. cloud?
1: Yeah, lightning and thunder on the way over again.
0: Now when I see those clouds, I'm worried that we're about to get devastated by hail. Yeah. And... I don't really give a fuck. I just don't want to deal with it. Like, I don't want to deal with my, I mean, if my truck got smashed up enough to be a write-off and I could get a new one, that'd be okay. But even that sounds like a hassle.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, when there's like a thousand people in line to get your insurance coverage. Your
0: yeah, rental car? Bad, yeah. We dodged a couple bullets there. Yeah. It's funny because I drove up, I went down Stony the other day. I went up and around and on either side of Stony Trail up there. I think Southview would be like Skyview Ranch. I don't know what the other side is, but it's just like pff, all the siding's gone on all the houses. Yeah, it's, it's just, unbelievable it's the disaster. It's, it's unbelievable just crazy. the
1: disaster. I cannot <laughs> believe how bad it got. I mean, now you know why the insurance companies, like we talked about a couple of years ago, were paying five million a year to go up and cloud seed that shit, and they couldn't a, get up there in time. Probably there was an article COVID blame COVID. There was an yeah, there
0: was. Yeah. They were talking about the cloud seeding again all over the place because I heard from. Might have been attached. I heard from someone mention that the cloud seeders couldn't get out there in time. And like they're just like talking about the cloud seeders now. Yeah. So like the cloud not, seeders like must normal. have been working from home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Trying to drive their drones into the clouds.
0: Didn't work. Yeah, didn't work. We got fucking hammered. Yeah.
1: And now you know why. Because, I mean, it was destroying windshields. I mean, that's, like, I've heard of dents and, you know, where you can see little dents and your car looks like it's a little dented like a golf ball. This Omar's
0: is car got fucking destroyed. smashed.
1: Like, the windows destroyed. I mean, I can't believe it. Looked like it Windshield, was Windshield, windows. Looked like it was from Minneapolis.
0: And then it's raining so hard it just fills up with water after that. Poor Kim's truck <laughs> flooded out. Really? It filled oh up with God. water so high. That it dumped into his air filter and filled up, which oh sucks in God, down to where really? your spark plugs fired. Wow. So they had to pull out all the spark plugs, put a little fucking thing on the end of a shot back and stick it down all those and suck it up.
1: And oh my God. Take wow, out the oil terrible. pan and
0: dump wow. it all out of there. Flush it out, fill it up. You got it running again. That's one So that do people have a hard
1: time getting them. this stuff through insurance or are they pretty easy with this? When, when something like this happens,
0: you know, I've always, I guess I've always been lucky enough to dodge this shit. I've never had a hail claim.
1: No. Yeah. I know. But what, from what you hear is, is it pretty easy for people? I don't
0: know. No, I've never,
1: I haven't heard of any negative people saying that their insurance companies aren't, um, yeah, I I haven't heard a ton
0: of feedback that it's terrible to deal with. So I guess the worst would be if you didn't have insurance.
1: Well, you kind of have to, I mean, we're pretty much forced to have insurance. Here. True. If you don't, if you get pulled over without it, you're in trouble.
0: When the studio got smashed and shit, they were pretty good to deal with. Yeah, I mean, my truck's never really been the same. Kind of sucks. My truck's just never been the same since since, since, it,
1: got, since it got fucking hammered for what? That it, truck was your truck when when the yeah. studio got smashed by the Mercedes, and they took it right. for
0: like two months, fixed it.
1: That was your truck. You had yeah. it back then? Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's never been the same. See, been yeah, the that's same. the thing. I mean, some of that big, because they were going to write it off, weren't they? I
0: mean, it was it close. Be, yeah. And oh. then they were like, now nah, we'll fix it. And now yeah. it's like that fucking thing stuck over on that side. Yeah. And just, it's just like, yeah. you motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, you could probably go back and get it fixed. No. No. No.
0: Because no. I went back and tried to get a new windshield out of them. Oh, yeah. Because after I left, I noticed there was a crack in the. Windshield there, and they're like, "Ah, it's too late."
2: Once he signed
0: it and took it out here, that was eh? it. All those fuckers. That was it. (laughs) Like, oh, thanks, guys.
1: Did you hear about? Did you hear about the insurance companies that owned most of the buildings in Minneapolis?
0: No, I heard they're saying this storm pretty deep. It cost a billion dollars.
1: There's some pretty deep stuff going on in the states with this whole psyop. Really? Yeah
0: billion dollars i heard this shit could cost. There was I seen a protest today. If people want to go deep. No new normal protest. Really? Yeah. It was pretty No,
1: that's one i can handle.
0: It was pretty uh pretty low turnout. No new normal. Yeah, i was actually just coming, Were they allowed was, pro- I'm they coming allowed out allowed? I
1: surprised you're not allowed to protest that.
0: I was coming out of downtown turning right onto Memorial. Um over like 10th Street Bridge or whatever. And they were on the left side where all that new rusty steel is. And they were like over there, there there's maybe 50 of them, maybe a hundred tops, probably more like 50. They're talking to some people. Some other people were giving out free hugs.
1: Awesome. They had some signs
0: like no new normal and the lockdown. And I was just thinking, I was like, I, think I, lockdown, I can't believe they're
1: allowed to do that yeah. in the states. They probably wouldn't be well, allowed to do that. I was just
0: thinking to myself. I think the lockdown's over, <laughs>
1: but anyway, <laughs> you're a little late. <laughs> yeah. the bars are open. Yeah. So
0: I was looking, like, and I was actually talking to Dave Matheson at the time, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm driving by an anti-lockdown protest," and I'm like, "But I just came from going out for lunch," <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to turn right, and there was a little. I mean, I don't. What do you call a what do you call a gaggle of bike cops?
1: Oh, we should make up a name for that. Yeah. How about uh, how about mammals? Middle-aged men in lycra. What? No, that's no, not gonna that's be not, it. That's not gonna do it.
0: How about a flock?
1: No, it's gotta be no, no. It's gotta be. It's gotta be one that's not used yet, and it's got a pun about the cops, like piglets or something. Oh, piglets. <laughs> What
0: do you call a group of pigs? <laughs> hey Siri, what do you call it? Hey Siri, what do you call a group of
3: pigs? Okay, I found this on the web for what do you call it? Hey Siri, what do you call a group of pigs? Check it
1: out. <laughs> she, she repeats the question.
0: <laughs> I said it twice again. It's called a drift, a drover, a letter. oh my
1: god, that's perfect, <laughs> a, a drift, drift.
0: <laughs> a drift. Itself. So, so I, so on the left. I look and I'm talking to Dave and uh, there's all these fucking...
1: It's a drift of cops, yeah?
0: No, on the left, it's the protesters. Then I turn to look right before I turn right and there's a drift of bike cops there. Just sort of like, totally not social distancing. But like I say, they weren't hassling anyone else. Nobody was social distancing.
1: Well, we shouldn't be.
0: Nobody had masks on. I'm I'm not complaining about the social distancing. And the cops are just sort of all huddled there in their little drift of bikes. Bullshit and kind of, who knows? Yeah. looks like
1: impolite, probably
0: yeah didn't look like they yeah. gave a fuck
1: yeah well, they probably i mean it's a tricky spot for cops right now i mean really i I appreciate the cops now in this in my life now than I ever had when I was younger
0: anyway, I would say that the lockdown maybe there's lockdown stuff I don't know about I guess if you want to go to the strippers and stuff, you can't do that
1: so what's distancing. still closed
0: strippers are still closed, uh. Oh.
1: Massage parlors just opened up, or sorry, I shouldn't say that. I should say massage therapist. They don't like when you say that when you call the business a parlor. Don't call my escorts whores.
0: <laughs> 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 um, but I mean, we were down on 17th Ave uh, Monday night, went to another escape room. Cool, got out the one
1: by the one by my the oasis right by your old there. place. Yeah.
0: It's in like the basement of that weird Yeah, the weird oasis. It's right
1: near the oasis. That's where I go. I don't open. know
0: what the oasis is.
1: It's the it's, spa. The Egyptian I didn't realize spa. that
0: shit was all attached on the inside. It's
1: the Egyptian spa with the steam room and all that. And I called them. I said, Do I have to wear a mask? And they said, Yes. I go, Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not coming in if I have to wear a mask.
2: Exit
1: wait escape till, room. I wait till it's right next door to that. Yeah, Did wait not till. not give a
0: fuck. That's no great. Mask. That's
1: great. Because I said, What about the steam room? Is that open? Yeah, that's open, but you have to book an appointment and you've got about 15 minutes after your service. One at a time only in the steam room.
0: Yeah, exit yeah. Calgary. We went just, in there, buddy. Did not give a fuck about him. Didn't even come up. He's like, I got some sanitizer here if you want it.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Then we went
0: in our escape room, me and Natasha, and we got out with this like seconds spare. We escaped.
1: Yep. I'm astounded at how, how in the, seems like more so in the States, but also here seems to be getting a little bit worse for some reason, even though. This is going away pretty much, I think. It's, yes, yeah, it's some still- places,
0: like when we drove home from there. Anyway, that was the point of the story is when we drove home from there. So I drove all the way up 17th Ave to the end of it, to like yeah. the Saddle Dome, to, yeah. to come back here. And they've taken over that lane of the street for people to walk on now so that all the patios could be extended onto the full sidewalk. For social
1: distancing? Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. But then when we drove down, I mean, it's just fucking pandemonium. Like it was packed, and it's a Monday night, and we we were just really? like, oh yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, nobody gives a fuck. Like down on Seventeenth Ave, it was just like, and this is at like this is at this is probably I think we start at seven, so this is probably nine o'clock. By eleven o'clock, there's no, it's got to be fucking ludicrous. So on Friday, do- and then this was Monday. Like Friday, Saturday must have been crazy down there. What are the
1: the politicians doing in the States and other areas when they're seeing this happening all over the world? I'm sure places are going back and people aren't dying like on the streets. I mean, honestly, when I hear about it now, I
0: forget it's a thing.
1: But when they say that they can't even go outside without wearing a mask. Have you heard these laws?
0: Oh, like Cuomo and California? Yeah.
1: (laughs) What is happening?
0: I don't know. I'm so unplugged from that shit. I'm happy.
1: I know. You're actually going down a different path right now.
0: You're hunting.
1: You're learning how to live on your own. I, I'm somewhat envious. He's a change. I'm trying to follow the pop culture and the, the politics of this a little bit. Getting like super depressed some days. And I'm out. And you're out. And you're just learning how to skin a <laughs> deer and make sausage. And I'm way more out fish. than I've ever been. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, wait a second. We got to talk about this stuff. Things are going sideways.
0: Not for me. They're going great. Yeah, I know.
1: That's good. I got
0: this thing full. I was gonna ask you today if you're using that last fridge. So I might want to help you out with that. Fill the yeah. freezer up with shit.
1: Yeah, I'll plug her in. I got a
0: cup two deer last week. Good for you. Littler ones, but I got them. The one kind of shot wrecked some of the front meat, but we made a bunch of sausage. We had a blast making sausage Good with the stuff.
1: kids. Yeah, the kids are learning. My mom how was to do in town We like, made a is, bunch of sausage. What does your daughter think about the hunting thing and all that? And she looks pretty, she looks pretty, having like a good time there
0: with the gun. Well, Yeah, Madison's been hounding me to go. She wants to go, wants to go. And we kind of took her shooting and and chased an antelope around a bit. And then the last one I got, I kind of took some pictures and I brought it home. And when I bring it home, it's still like, it's still the legs there with the hoof on it and stuff. Cause I got like shells taken out of this fridge down here so I can bring home the deer like that and throw them in there if I don't, if it's late so I can butcher them in the morning. Um, and then, so then I had the, the leg up there with the hoof on it and she was like right in there and she's like, I want to go, I want the whole thing. I want to go, I want to go shoot, Wow. be there for the shooting it. And I was like, well, I don't know if you're ready. And I had a picture of the last one, and She's like, no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I was like, all right, so we took her out, I took her out, me and my buddy Nate took her out, and let her shoot the 22 a bit there, do some target shooting, she's getting pretty good at shooting that, and uh then we got a deer, and now she was right there, we shot it, she's like, okay, you can stay in the truck now if you want, and she's like, no, I want to come, so she wow, came, that's and fantastic. we were teaching her how to track the blood trail, and then she's, and, and then... After I shot it again, and we went to grab it, I was like, "Hey, you sure?" You? She's like, "No." She came in and helped me drag it out of the bush.
1: Wow! And that's...
0: then, and then we took it, threw it on the tailgate to find a field since the bear encounter a couple of weeks ago.
1: Your bear uh, encounter? Yeah. What? I didn't. We didn't. We'll hear get about to this. that later.
0: So, so we went to. Do a, you bring bear spray with <laughs> you? We've guns, and we have bear spray too. Yes. Um. I'm so thinking we're, about buying a knife. So we take this. Thing, I heard. <laughs> so we take this. That you could just borrow one of mine if you want. So we take this thing to a field where you know, because the light's fading fast. So take it to a field, so we're not in the bush and got a bit of view around you and stuff like that.
1: Oh, because you could be attacked by.
0: A oh yeah, fucking. So we go out there and cat, the lights cat. on, and we're there. So now we're like gutting it and quartering it and shit like that. And I'm like, "Hey, Madison, like now you can, you can go in the truck if you want and go on your iPad or whatever." And she's like, "No, she sat out there and watched the whole thing, watched us." She's like, no, I want to watch the whole thing. That's awesome. And
1: she's just in the moment watching, learning, right? That's fantastic.
0: And then she fell asleep on the way home. That's
1: fantastic. Wow.
0: And we made it into sausage and ground meat. We did all that together. We've been doing a bunch of preserving together as a family. It's been a fun time.
1: Yeah, good. Wow. Real homemaker Darren here.
0: Yeah. Is it a homemaker? Is that the word? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom making jams and (laughs) preserving pickles and stuff.
0: Making sausages is fun. Yeah, the yeah. first time I was trying to twist them as I go was kind of a disaster, but the second time, you just fucking fill that thing out. So then you got just got a sausage that's like sixteen feet long. It's crazy.
1: And then what do you do? Yeah.
0: You like hang it back and forth over a, a rope or a string and you had that, there, that and, and until that it dries automatically
1: out automatically. And you then that. you
0: start going through and like you learn the process of twisting it. You go one this way, one that way, one this way, one that way, and then I'll start cutting them off. Good job, buddy. Freeze them up. Yep. Awesome. Bingo, bango. We'll teach you how to shoot though.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Soon. It's time. Soon. No, I'm gonna we'll get you a knife. I need a knife. Yeah, I need a knife. And maybe a kit. Is there a kit? Like if I had to run out to the woods one like day, a- like just, I have a, like a, sort of like a, oh, you know, why like you a run Swiss to the woods? army knife. Like I've got a Swiss army knife, but I need like a big knife. Just, like, What do you mean? What, what Have you seen what's happening in the world? I mean, yeah, we should, I, I think we should house. start being prepared. What?
0: I don't think, I'm not leaving my house.
1: You you were talking about moving to, if, if things oh, went yeah, down, like you'd that, be out in northern, I might do, Albar- do uh, northern, that, northern Alberta. I that, but I'd probably
0: Alberta. still like live in a house when I got there. out in the bush.
1: Well, you might not be able to. I mean, have you ever seen Red Dawn?
0: No. No. Oh,
1: this is an 80s movie. I'm just kidding. Or but we have to live but I bush? should probably have an, 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 like an all-purpose big knife for stuff. That,
0: totally. You need yeah. an array of knives.
1: I don't know, right? I just want one. Because you one want a good, short good. knife
0: short knife for skinning, gutting?
1: Well, I got kitchen knives I can
0: use. You want a longer knife for filleting and cutting up meat? Maybe yeah. a fish cutting knife? Yeah, maybe. I don't you know. seem like you might be a fisherman? Eh. Yeah. You like I to fish. eat fish, though?
1: I used to eat more fish. Not as much anymore. Huh. I should probably, actually, more so. Anyways... I you just I don't know you're looking what kind for, of case. like you need just a, in case what if a the, knife what if and the gun and some bullets it, what if the power if the like you, I don't know I don't know what it is but you what if you have to run to the woods you, you, need, want, you need you have something, a tent already yeah
0: and you Small want like one. a little stove for sure
1: just a little like just a, do they have a little like box you can get of stuff, now you can like, get
0: like a little single one I mean you know where you, if you want to check look for that kind of stuff but it's kind of pricey it would be like Crown InfoWars? Crown Supplies. Down in Inglewood.
1: Oh, okay, I'll go check that out, yeah.
0: They got all the old army stuff, little army stones. Oh, styles, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll go there, check that out, yeah.
0: Canteens, Yeah, all yeah, I just of... feel
1: like I should stock up. Or on Cabela's,
0: but that. Cabela's gets fucking expensive
1: fast. Yeah.
0: They got tons of crazy stuff. Do they stuff. have
1: knives at that other store? I'd rather support the little the little guy than the big Cabela's, you know?
0: Who's the little guy?
1: The one you just tell me about in Inglewood, though crown supplier.
0: Well, that's, that's like old army stuff? stuff.
1: They must have knives then, in there.
0: Probably. Yeah. But yeah, I'd probably just get like a Gerber.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What are you going to, for sharpening your spears and stuff?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might have to make stuff like that, right? Make I a won't. bow out of a branch or.
0: Why don't you just buy a bow there? That's <laughs> what you should get. I don't want a bow. If you don't want to go full guns. You should just get a a a compound
1: bow. bow. Don't they just have like I used to have like just a fifty pound bow, not compound or anything. Just have some hunting arrows and that. That's it.
0: Who do you think you are, like Robin Hood? You just can be like I used to tear
1: tear apart the fence in the backyard as a kid.
0: Cool. Now the (laughs) fence is trying to run away (laughs) fast as it can. You should get. You know what you should get is a cool crossbow. Because technically you can't hunt with that unless you get a note from the doctor.
1: What about, can you hunt with a bow bow? Like, do you need, yes. a, do, do I need a license for that?
0: Well, you just have to take your hunter safety course. And then after you get that, you could start buying People Maybe we'll just t- get a sling. Do they have slings? I haven't seen one of those. You could probably get one on Amazon.
1: They, they must have them at Cabela's.
0: I haven't seen a sling at Cabela's. Like a sling for your arrows or like a sling for like a rocks? A shot.
1: yeah. Like a slingshot?
0: Oh, slingshot? Or, or like rocks. Or like a a sling shot. Yeah. You can so, get a slingshot there.
1: I'll just get one of those.
0: But if you get a note from the doctor saying your shoulder's too fucked up for a regular bow, then you get a cool crossbow. But well, you could buy a crossbow and just throw it in your closet. And then if the shit goes down, there's no rules anyway. Yeah. The cool thing about the bows and the crossbows is you go get to go get your arrow back after you kill something. Whereas I, theoretically, I could run out of bullets, I guess.
1: Yeah. Are you recording this?
0: I'm recording this. All
1: right. Okay, let's uh let's move on. Sorry for all the rambling, but this feels like it's been a while. We gotta catch up with the dystopian nightmare we're living through right now.
0: We didn't even no, talk about actually, the bear. We're,
1: we're pretty good. What happened with the bear?
0: When I shot the deer before that, it was late at night. Oh boy. It was like right at last night, last light.
1: Which I can't believe is already getting shorter the days.
0: Well, by like thirty seconds. I know, but it's crazy. Anyway, it's flying by. I shot it at like twenty after ten and uh so it like did a double take and ran off into the bush and then so we're like by the time we find the, the first spot of blood it's dark and we're using a flashlight so then we find this thing drag it over next to the road and uh start cutting it up and if deer have a very distinct smell when you start when you shoot them and start cutting them up and all of a sudden we just hear something crunch crunch Crunch. Through the bush behind Jeez,
1: they're us. they are not even very silent. And I'm
0: just thinking like, okay, well, we just start yelling and it'll Did fuck you? off. Yeah, we're yelling and uh, we have guns just in case it's a person fucking around. Let them know that, you know, not a good time to fuck around. It just keeps coming. Crunch, crunch, crunch. So then I start honking the horn on the truck and flashing lights. Beep, 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 beep. Just keeps coming. Crunch, 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 crunch. So then we're like...
1: Yeah, and you could, we each you got can you see one hand
0: on the deer, and we're like, no, it's pitch black. We're in the bush in the pitch black now at this point.
1: New moon, dark sky?
0: Because now it's 11. I think it was cloudy maybe, but it's like 11 o'clock, and it's pitch black in the bush, and there's just something crunching, powering towards you through the trees. You just hear it crunching, getting closer. So now we've got, like, each of us have guns pointed into the bush at the sound while we're dragging the deer out backwards, loaded into the truck, and then drove 20 miles up the road and got it there in a field. Finished
1: up. So it could have been a sasquatch.
0: So the, it could have been a sasquatch.
1: Well, you don't. How do you know it's a bear then? Could have been a cougar. Well, cougars no, are silent. If right? it was
0: wolves, the only other things if it could wolves. have been was wolves or cougars, and they you don't you don't, don't mine, hear maybe. those things coming.
1: Yeah, they're they're too silent, right? Yeah.
0: Usually, it's bears. Don't give a fuck. So we figure it was probably a grizzly bear. Yeah, they smell the fucking, they say grizzly bear can smell deer blood from three miles.
1: Holy shit, really? So
0: they're just like, oh boy. And you know, out in those mountains, when they smell that shit, it's meal season, right? Because usually when they smell that shit, because the hunters are leaving gut piles, like when I do it, I'm leaving my, most of my carcass stays out there with deer. I mean, other animals, I take them home, but with the deer, I can do most of it out in the field if it's, it's not pitch black, and it's not too bad. It's not freezing cold. You can deal with most of it there, so you'll have to bring quarters and stuff home. Oh, okay. So when usually they're, and then all hunting season, they're finding gut. At the very least, they're finding piles of guts whenever they follow the smell around. So we figure it was a bear. We got away clean. Or it was a Sasquatch, and I should have just waited till I seen the whites of it eye- its eyes and blasted it.
1: You wouldn't have been able to If it was a Sasquatch You would have looked at it In the eyes And something would have stopped you And you would have thought That's too human just looks Something just supernatural like that. About that it
0: being It comes over me And it just looks just like you <laughs> Or someone else I wouldn't shoot Yeah That's how it, it does it Exactly it like, just, gets into my head It's yeah. like
1: Oh my god
0: You start to cry
1: Well even if you did Pull the trigger I mean it's not gonna It would just, just gonna, duck Or just Yeah go into a different dimension Or whatever they do What if it was a bear <clears throat> Well, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't try and find out what it was. I mean, what? you couldn't. The flashlight didn't show you, like, no. really. Have you ever been
0: like in the pitch black? Oh my god, pitch, yes, pitch of black, course. Push? I've been
1: in the pitch black. I go out in the middle of the night and look for UFOs. Of course, you guys keep it pretty pedestrian <laughs> out there. I mean, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you're
0: you're not far from <laughs> nice roads and walkways what? We're and in trails. The
1: oh my god, yes, we're down in the. In the Ghost Lake Reservoir down there, close to where you were. We're like, we're an hour and a half, like in the middle of nowhere. Dirt Mm -hmm. roads only.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you should come out sometime.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: Take you through the gears. I'll get you ready to go out to the bush. Maybe we could start you on squirrels.
1: I don't want to be hunting things, honestly. I just, I I don't want it. Not yet.
0: Maybe you could give back rubs for protein in the new world. Protein. Well, how are you going to get
1: your oh, sexual the, favors? If it comes down in the new world, yeah, if it, if it's, if that's what happens in the new normal, you'll
0: I'll, give back rubs or you'll no shoot squirrels. I'll,
1: I'll shoot things if I have to, but not yet. Well,
0: I mean, you're getting to the you wanted a gun in a nice stage, so I'll accept that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Over yeah, over the progression of the podcast, over <laughs> the getting last six months. On. I mean, if you would
1: have said six months ago that Graham wanted a gun in his house, I mean, holy shit.
0: Imagine where it would be, like, 24 months from now.
1: <laughs> it's the new normal. Bad Max.
0: <laughs> You'll be coming here with uh, antlers on from the last elk he chased down and killed us a knife. have
1: <laughs> <laughs> bear teeth around my neck or something.
0: There you go. So you got a special project operation oh, for us, man. or what do you well, want to do
1: I do. I, yeah, we can get that one done. Speaking of guns, we might as well. I mean, it's speaking of hunting and guns.
3: Um, <coughs> yeah, I don't
0: know. You're speaking of hunting and guns? Seems like a weird segue.
1: It is, yeah.
0: Oh, for crying out loud. For oh, crying out loud. Um,. Okay, forget, f- forget the new. Forget the new Mountie.
1: Then. Yeah, forget the jingle then. So this is. No, uh, we're not
0: forgetting the jingle. We can't ever forget the jingle.
1: Are but you playing you, it then, or you, what's it, going on over there? It's.
0: It says it's downloaded.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> and, you, and you talk to me about preparing for the intro. What What's
3: that noise? Military to me. Seems like
0: it wants to download every time. Ooh, weird. Dish fire, Prism, Sentry re- Eagle, Sigma. Mannequin, artichoke, mKl Okay, this
1: Operation one doesn't have a name project. yet.
0: Project
1: <clears throat> this one doesn't have a name yet, and it was suggested by Darren. So we were all—I f- mean, I honestly—mostly teasing when these when these mass shootings happen. happen Check out my cup holder. People are pretty skeptical, right? We're we're pretty skeptical, right, when these things happen, right? Comes into the or c- or cynical, cynical, <laughs> skeptical, yeah. And you forwarded me an info. I think it was in one of our groups, maybe our chats or something. That McLean's magazine or McLean's came out with uh, this article. It's quite a long article, actually. It was. It's, McLean's it is Canadian mainstream. Pretty, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, they toe the government line. Like they're not really going to come. I mean, I, I shouldn't even say I don't know too much about it. But from what I, my sense was about it, they're pretty mainstream. They follow that. Anyways, the Nova Scotia shooter—that's that case in back east has hallmarks of an undercover operation. Police sources say the killer's withdrawal of 475000 was highly irregular and how an RCMP agent would get the money. So why, why are they even pu- putting this in, in a mainstream source?
0: Well, it looks like I was just looking at Rogers Media sold McLean's to a Toronto Life publisher. Which means that they might Why actually be in last year.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So
0: they might still be semi-independent. I'm not saying that for sure. I'm just sort of spitballing because I'm just Googling stuff. But it looks like they're not owned by Rogers Communications, which means they're not kind of... They could be outside of that tentacle controller. They could be just a better disguised tentacle control. But Canada's small potatoes, so we don't have very good tentacles.
1: Well, I got a, I got a theory. I mean, this, could, right. this could be. So, let me. I'll read a couple paragraphs here, and we'll go through it. The withdrawal of four hundred seventy-five thousand in cash by the man who killed twenty-two Nova Scotians in April matches the method that the RCMP uses to send money to confidential informants and agents. Sources say. Oof. So, Gabriel Wortman, who is responsible for the largest mass killing in Canada's history. withdrew money from a Brinks depot in Dartmouth on March 30th, stashing a carry-all filled with $100 bills in the trunk of his car. According to a source close to the police investigation, the money came from CIBC Intria, a subsidiary of the chartered bank that handles currency transactions. So they say it's consistent with how the RCMP funnels money to its confidential informants and agents, and it's not an option available to private banking customers. So like... For example, we wouldn't be able to just walk around, no. take out and put in that much cash. But because they have some sort of, like, I don't know if it's a He's letter. A secret or a agent like
0: or some shit, man. I'm actually waiting for McLean's yeah. to print a retraction because yes. he made a call well, no, from no, the
1: no. government. No, no, no. This is this. Is my theory's coming up on this. The RCMP has repeatedly said that it has no special relationship with Wartman. The investigation has not uncovered any relationship between the gunman and the RCMP out of an estranged family relationship and two retired RCMP uh, members. So Campbell's declined to be interviewed, court documents. I mean, this is a a long... I can't believe how long this article is. But my point is, is maybe this is about the, 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 the battle against the police. I mean, this is a way to say, like, hey, why are these cops involved in all this? Like, how can it be... Like he's basically an informant gone bad or whatever. It's part of the narrative about defund the police. This is the RCMP, Canada's national police force, involved in a scandal. Well, Canada's worst. Canada's worst mass shooting ever. And probably, they don't have to revoke don't don't, the, the only people they have to tell who a CI is is to the courts. Everybody else, they are allowed under the law to lie about it.
0: I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's the RCMP.
1: I don't either. I think it's like CSIS or some shit. Well, or. CIA. Or when you listen to some of the deeper conspiracies about this, the private security firms that are getting huge now. And a lot of these cops that are leaving in the States are going to these firms. That it's going to be, it's almost going to be privatized down there. Large organizations of sort of privatized cops will move into these. And I don't know how the UN's involved with the, what they want to do in the strong cities network. Hmm. So we're going to have a mix of nationalized stuff from Trump and UN stuff in some cities and privatized police forces or security guards in other ones.
0: I think the RCMP's. Chasing some sort of deeper agency around on this one.
1: The RCMP is? Well, then yeah. why are they? But they're not, th- this seems like it's sort of more implicating them, really, than anything.
0: Well, yeah. Who else would you implicate?
1: <clears throat>
0: I don't think any journalist is going to come out and start accusing the government uh, or the, the uh, you know, the Canadian spy, whatever the fuck. What's CISA stand for? Canadian Secret... Intelligence
1: in- Corporation? No, <laughs> Canadian
0: Secret Intelligence stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is.
1: That's pretty bad that we don't even know that. I did know it at one point. I'm sure we talked about it years ago, but... We did. Yeah.
0: We used to... It's in there somewhere. If it was like a test for citizenship. We could probably figure it out. Anyway. Why don't you put together this into some sort of... uh Project operation format. Actually read the
1: article. Do you want me to read the article?
0: Not the whole thing. I mean, actually read the article <laughs> and then finish your thesis. Well, I think that's what it is, is some sort of Canadian spy or...
1: Well, there's two things. There's informants and agents and the agent... U.S. spy? Anything over 10 grand is agent money. So he's not in a CI, an informant. He would be an agent if that's the case. Secret... An agent, agent, agent source is a person tasked by investigators to assist in the development of target operations. Direct involvement in association with a target may result in his or her becoming a material and compellable witness. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. It's
0: refreshing that, or it could be a smoke screen, but it's refreshing that, uh, one of our bigger Canadian publications actually picked up that ball and ran with it. Yeah. And have we heard anything about it on CBC or Global? Yeah, or Yeah, I haven't, lesson?
1: but I don't, I don't watch the news really, so, yeah. you know.
0: I heard hockey's firing back up again. A couple of hub cities.
1: But another Mountie says, the guy always wanted to be a Mountie. He was acting like a Mountie. He was doing Mountie things. It's clear to me that something went wrong. <laughs> okay. Clearly,
0: so
1: Clearly. some people are suggesting that they turned. He turned, and the Mounties are saying, "Well, why does he? Why would he turn against the Mounties if they were paying him?" I mean, it does this. This seems like a kind of a distraction, if you ask me. This article, think so? Yeah, or it's just part of the anti-cop, anti-cop narrative that's happening. Be interesting to know who that company, more about the Toronto Life that bought these guys.
0: Yeah. For now, I'm just going to assume it's sloppy government.
1: All right, let's do that. So um, I got this big email. Do you want to keep going for a while here? I got a great synchronicity that I have to read, and I've got a, an email from Tripping Osaka that I've been teasing for a while. No Tripping Osaka this week. Okay, we'll save that for next week. Yeah. Okay.
0: but we could do the synchro.
1: Okay, for sure
0: you do the synchro before the quote or the quote before the synchro? Uh, Whatever you want. All right, let's do the synchro. Psych. It's the
3: profound quote of the week.
0: How long until he puts the quote to the segment and realizes he needs the book
3: again? (laughs) That's a good one.
1: You had me. All right. So this is from the Octopus of Global Control, our favorite book that lives on our table. And it's from the chapter, Remember Who You Are. Darren will probably get who this is. He's trying to guess this. I believe we are a species with amnesia. I think we have forgotten our roots and our origins. Damn Hancock. Yeah, I think we are quite lost in many ways. And we live in a society that invests huge amounts of money and vast quantities of energy in ensuring that we all stay lost. A society that invests in creating unconsciousness, which invests in keeping people asleep so that we are just passive consumers or products. And not really asking any of the questions. That was Graham Hancock.
0: Been on the show,
2: yep.
0: awesome. past cool. guests, America shirt aficionado, allegedly. Yeah, that's what he told us anyway. Yeah. So we gave him more shirts. Hopefully they're not just grease rags in his garage, just blowing steam up our ass. Do you know who Ripple
1: Effect is? Yep.
0: Apparently they've been. Saying nice things
1: about us. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard great things about them, too. Yeah. We might meet them soon, actually. Meet them? Yeah.
0: Like real meet them or uh, oh, virtual, uh, virtual meet them?
1: Virtual. Virtual. Okay. Okay. Ready for the Cinco?
3: I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web skeptical cool about everyone and don't believe it yet this is the type of stuff that keeps
1: me coming back this is why we do the show
0: why we do the show it's like <laughs> is this that, is like
1: because it involves us too I mean, it? it's a sequel that involves us too <laughs> which is great i love like okay. it extra points extra points hi graham and darren first off i want to say i love the project operation segment sorry darren The bites of information are great to relay to my skeptical friends and family. I can sense my 70-year-old parents starting to wake up. Ah. Good job. I think a lot of people are waking up right now. Just leave them asleep they're. The hypocrisy. No, 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 no. It can be real. The hypocrisy is so mind-blowing that I'm thinking they must be doing this on purpose.
0: Is your mom waking up? She's always been pretty awake.
1: I sent my mom the tinfoil hat. Episode oh boy! Today. I go. You want to go down a rabbit hole, Mom? Or Mary. Yeah, she's she she knows what's going on. Yeah, she's not quite into she's the esoteric lady. symbolism and stuff like that. But she's been on the agenda twenty one bandwagon for a long time. She's she was telling me this. She was telling me like ten years ago that Soros put our mayor of Vancouver in place through the Tides Foundation.
0: Back then, you were probably like, "No, I, I was mom, like, you're crazy." Who's George Soros? You're so innocent. tumbling down the rabbit hole. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. They, yeah. So some people wake up to, so she woke up to Agenda 21. Hmm. She thinks we should have Glenn Beck on the show, which we probably.
0: Should that was her be red hard. pill?
1: Well, I don't think I've talked to her about that being a red pill, but that, that was, that would be it. As far I'm
0: as far currently as far. trying to get Wakefield on the show.
1: No, that'd be great. Awesome. Yeah. We got to do an anti-mask, anti-vax.
0: Yeah, well, I want to talk to him even, you know, about... Because he was talking about how it was more corporate fascism that ruined his career than anything else. That's interesting. Because he's like, at the time, he wasn't even arguing against any vaccines. He was just arguing against the MMR. He's like, just get the separate shots.
1: Yeah. Get yeah. the
0: measles, the mumps, and the rubella. separate shots. Don't combine separate them shots, yeah. Don't combine them. And he suggested that to Britner. So then they lobbied the government to make it a law... To give people the single dose shot. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to yeah. have him on to Yeah, that'd You know, be great. actually, we're having Dave Matheson and Bruce Fenton on, on Canada Day. Awesome. And uh Occupation Day. Um <clears throat> <coughs> Occupation
1: of Native Islands. Yeah.
0: And uh Dave, buddy, Dave Matheson said he's gonna dip oh. his foot in a little bit more of the the psyop, psyop nice. stuff, maybe a little bit of conspiracy stuff, a right little bit.
1: Because
0: Dave's good, Dave's good when he does that stuff and he doesn't like to talk about it too much. But lately, it seems like well, Dave's had it. Like
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, the hypocrisy is so. We, I mean, honestly, we got to do a, a deeper show on this big psyop. I mean,
0: so we need a psyop jingle.
1: <clears throat> it's all a psyop. I feel that. like it. I feel like we're living in a Maybe
0: you are. I spend most of my time ignoring everything else and worrying about securing my food supply. For your family. Good for you. I think I can get on 100% wild meat by the end of the year easily. Good for you. If I can figure out the wild pig thing. The pork thing might be the one thing that holds me back. But if I have to, I guess
1: I could use people fat. Just kidding. They call it long pork. Well, you definitely won't get censored if you talk about using people fat. You'd be fucking boosted.
0: Ooh, this will get us boosted yeah, up. Yeah, perfect. We could monetize this episode.
1: <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I was joking around, and oh, I don't want to say it. I don't even want to say it. I won't go there. Do okay.
0: you think we get kicked off if we monetize?
1: I don't want to monetize. I'm not doing that. On YouTube, you mean? Yeah. I don't even want Trying to be to get on TikTok. I, I, I'm almost, almost honestly thinking we just bail on the YouTube thing and find some other like live stream place for people to to go see us. But it's easier or to not. just or have just YouTube auto send us. We used to do audio. It's too now. late now. That's no, not too late. There's no going no, back. We're, no, it's not we're too going late. in the other direction. No, we're not. Yeah. Anyway, I had a I had so a book back of some to the live email. shows. Back to <laughs> the email. Anyway, I had We're a gonna cool- We're going to show up
0: someplace. They're going to call you up on stage for your half hour stand up. And you're going to be dude, like, I, what the I'm fuck? I'm not doing anything. Like, uh, next up, we got Graham Dunlop from the Graham Market <laughs> Show.
1: Boom, light shines down on you.
0: What do you do? I
1: run away. Would
0: you run away? I'd have to video the whole dude, story. Dude,
1: I've spoken in front of a lot of people before.
0: Well, you could not do it. not about this stuff. Not you could that. do it. You could just start like, bitch, know what the government? I bet you you'd get right into a role. Just go do one of your Graham rants.
1: <laughs> One of my grants.
0: One of your grants. Okay, enough of this. Let's finish off this email.
1: Get ready for rating this. This is going to be a high one. A high one? Anyway, I had a cool synchronicity while I was listening to the intro of the Jeremy Cloak episode. Last summer, I attended a spiritual retreat and had a session with a shaman to balance my heart chakra. And for months afterward, I could feel my heart chakra often spinning and bubbling, especially when I was around children. Starting around May this year, almost one year after my shaman session, I started to feel my heart chakra again, only this time much more often and much more intense sensations. At times, it was so powerful I started to worry, maybe it was my heart actually palpitating or something. Whilst washing dishes and listening to the calming sound of Graham's voice on episode 424, I thought to myself, it's been a while since I've had a synchronicity involving America which used to happen pretty regularly. Suddenly my heart chakra started going bananas. Worried. I sat down on a stool, put my hand on my chest and prayed to my guides. Please send me a sign about this feeling. Oh my guides. (laughs) (laughs) Is it my heart chakra or do I need to see a doctor? And was answered immediately with, I had a feeling around my heart chakra while Graham read the letter from Paul about his synchronicity. I laughed out loud and thanked my guides for the answer to my question and for packaging it into another Grimerica synchronicity. Life is truly magical. As always, thank you both for Grimerica. Thank you for being beacons of positivity, especially right now during this portion of the wild ride of life. Many blessings, Elizabeth. Can you imagine that? Am oh, I missing something? Don't even go there. What
0: was the Paul Synchro about again? Oh,
1: my God. So.
0: I we'll have to totally recollect the Paul Synchro no, to get it, the it, Synchro?
1: It, it, no, no, you don't have to. It's already mind-blowing as it is. So she's worrying about her heart shocker. Yes, yeah. Worrying about her heart shocker. Or heart attack. Thinking about, well, I haven't had a Grimerica synchronicity in a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she's. Separates herself from her dishes and, all, and she's yeah. listening to the show. Listening to the episode show. Episode 424. Soothing voice. Her, her.
0: Through the roof. The-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Compared to when she's not listening to the show.
1: <laughs> So she sits down and prays to her guides about what is going on. And I read the email. I had a feeling around my heart shocker from Paul at that same time. I mean, that's it's So it's was the
0: email called? I had a feeling around my heart chakra.
1: No, no, I was that's I was reading Paul's email and that verse. When she asked that question from our guides, I was reading the email out and I said that I had a feeling around my heart chakra.
0: Like oh, you words. said that? Okay. Yeah. I thought she was having the feeling around her oh, heart chakra. No, was was like, oh my god! No, it. it was me it. It was me
1: reading it from Paul's email. So Paul was.
0: But it could Paul, have been you s- warning her to get her heart checked out.
1: Oh my god! No, nothing like that. No, it's you a sure? feeling around How my can heart you be chakra. Sure? It was an answer to the, it was a shocker. It was an answer about the shocker, not it being anything else.
0: The shocker, shocker. (laughs) Shockera. (laughs) All right. 7.2.
1: No, it's got to be more than that. It involves us and our show. Oh yeah. And and it's a compound synchronicity. 7.62. I'd say it's at least 7.77. That would be more appropriate.
0: But you should have been the synchro rating guy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get to rate stuff sometimes. What did you rate again? We tried you rate not a few things, but you just weren't very good at it. You just want to give everything tens.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty high rater. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing it? up, I guess. Support eh? the show.
0: Gramerica.ca oh, yeah, slash support. Um, of course, Gram's laptop finally shit the bed. Well it didn't technically shit the bed, it just recorded an entire audiobook terribly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I needed to get it fit, replaced.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we finally jumped off that cliff and got grandma's new laptop, put a dent in our support for the month. So if you guys could help us out there, gramerica.ca slash support. We did we are still sort of trying to claw back those monthlies from all the drop offs we had during the COVID scare. Um we got a few of them back, but not all of them yet. So, if you guys are working again, or maybe you just haven't got around to signing up for that monthly yet, if you are getting some value from the show, there's like 400 and some odd episodes out there now. There's another 50 or some in the in the black budget that we'll give you if you just ask for it, or if you donate, it'll automatically send it to you. You don't even have to ask for it. You just donate. Boom, a couple of things happen, and magically, you end up with the info that gets you those extra episodes. It's audio books in there, all sorts of fun stuff like that. Support the show, please. If you're getting some value from the show, adding a little value to your life, to your commute, your workout, whatever that may be, send a little value back our way. Gramerica.ca slash support. Or you can spam gram. That, that also helps.
1: Yeah. Send me your story, synchronicity. I was actually setting
0: now. up his email on his new computer today. New secondhand computer. Cause we had to get the one that actually has fucking ports in it. And, uh, I noticed you didn't have much spam in there. No, we need I, you guys I take to, care of my spam. We need you guys to fill that mm. sucker up. A lot of people yeah, are in I'm the I'm chats, dropping,
1: dropping stuff in the chats. I should probably read more from the chats in the future. But And I'm, I'm on Instagram, too, and Darren's on Twitter sometimes when he's not hunting.
0: Maybe, maybe we need a spam gram room in the chats.
1: No. No, it's fine. There's too that's many rooms. I can't even find the rooms in the stuff. chat. There's like a hundred and something rooms in the chat. That's how it should be. I know like getting lost in a city. can i can i say something before we go no do <laughs> you know what do you know what you want an esoteric meaning of what's happening right now
0: what in what sense which Co- part COVID, of what's happening COVID? COVID-19?
1: COVID-19. you know what ovid means in latin ovid sheep cheap c c equals c c cheap nineteen equals surrender c sheep surrender Oh. You're onto it. Yeah, crazy. I thought COVID was over. Over. T- tell the people down there in California that are forced to wear masks outside.
0: Well, I feel terrible for the California. I mean, you
1: you've been in the bush here, not wearing a mask, and meanwhile, people are forced to wear masks. I went
0: to the escape room too.
1: My sister was just telling me she couldn't go in a shoe store without a mask. Like, I got enough. tell them that.
0: Completely lucky, and I'm just walking into all the <laughs> establishments that it's not a big deal, but. I We're lucky. Complain. We're
1: lucky where we are. We're lucky where we live right now. We are really. I feel grateful about the freedom I feel where we live right now.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And I feel. I guess that's part of my. So you fear think i have to wear a mask that, at
0: my massage?
1: Yeah, until probably I'm next say I have week. Asthma. I think next week. I think then. Uh, I Think maybe this week or next week. I think they're calming down on some of those other restrictions.
0: I'm gonna say I have asthma. That's my go-to. I think I haven't had to use it yet, but I, cause I did have a puffer for a few years. I'll just go straight into the, I got asthma. I think it'd kill me.
1: Yeah. See, I'm more like, I won't, I'll just tell them. I'll say until you, until you stop forcing people to wear masks, I'm not going to just buy your business. That's all. I'm not going to spend money here until you figure that out. All right. Hey, people have to know, people 100%. have to know that, you know
0: we get uh, 10 new supporters this week, I uh, will uh, take videos of Teaching Ground to Shoot and upload them to the YouTube channel.
1: No, 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 no. And and uh, <laughs> and review the show, too. We're trying to get up oh, to yeah. 1,000 reviews. We're trying so, to get yeah.
0: up to 1,000 ratings and reviews. We're up to, like, 900 or 899 or something like that by now, so we could use another 100 of those. uh slash iTunes will get you right there if you're on any sort of those devices. That's really the only ones we're counting, too, so... Review the show wherever you can. I wonder if Android has found a way to get reviews into the
1: iTunes iTunes directory. I don't know. This is an awesome chat with Chris. I meant to ask him. You know what I didn't ask him is I wanted to ask him about the difference between EMDR and tapping. I always always forget the, I always get them mixed up.
0: What's the one I have to listen to you do all the time when I'm editing your
1: audio books? That's just cussing. ASMR? That's it.
0: Not <laughs> <Yeah>. EMDR <laughs> or tapping. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy the chat. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the chat. Enjoy the chat with. Enjoy the chat. <laughs> Cross between show and chat. Yeah, I got enjoy that. Enjoy the yeah. chat. We got that. With, we got that. With, with, that. Did you, yeah. yeah. There was, was a couple people that. there yeah. that were like, "Is he calling the show <laughs> enjoy the chat?" Enjoy the chat of the show. Christopher Barrett.
1: a friend of ours friend of the show Chris Barrett with us he's uh, spent a lot of time in the chats he's helped me out with a couple things for sure and he's a wisdom tradition practitioner dabbles in the writing he's an artist a bit of a magician and uh man Chris when we decide to have you on finally because it's been a while things have changed within the last two weeks intensely I had a whole list of things here I wanted to talk about which are all mostly irrelevant at this point
2: well I mean I, yeah I mean I think I think it's the COVID thing, right? It'll come back, right? You There's going to be the the protesters that set up for the second wave, right? I'm I'm seeing pictures of people picking up tear gas or pepper gas canisters without a mask on. The thing's outgassing in their face, and they're looking where they're going to throw it, and they're able to throw it where they want to throw it. Like you can't do that. Like like if you're if you're right next to an outgassing tear gas canister, your eyes are closed, you can't see, right? So it's it's well, what, you, what, worry, you, what are you saying? I'm worrying that they're aerosolizing something else other than tear gas. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Jesus, yeah, really, right? yeah, because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. these people are they're not reacting the way you would react from tear gas maze of prepper spray. You can't hold on to a thing that's shooting it into your face, you just literally could not do it. It'd be like trying to hold on to.
1: Well, what about the smoke bombs? Like, there has been a, a couple mistakes where they've thrown tear gas instead of the smoke bombs.
2: Oops. Yeah, I, I think they're aerosol. They're, they're, this is this is this is the setup for stage two, and it's oh. and it's a way to, and it's a way to take out the unsavory people who are willing to fight the government and protest. Right? There's going to be a way, I, my guess is there's probably going to be a wave of deaths in a couple weeks, months. Wow. Maybe not. I hope I'm wrong. I would I would be so happy to be wrong. And for this whole COVID thing, which was nonsense and ridiculous to begin with, other than it was a research virus that looks like it was developed in the wuhan lab by dr Shi, because that just makes sense if you read your papers you can you used to be able to you probably could still with at duck go or start page look up yeah, yeah. like dr Shi s-h-i that's the bat lady who was the yeah, work yeah. for the those people right it, w- it was a research virus right yeah. it was it was designed it was not it's not a bioweapon it's a weapon to test medicines that will kill bioweapons right if you, they wanted to make it a bioweapon they wouldn't encapsulate it with SARS, which is not that contagious. There are way yeah. more contagious diseases that they could put it in that will stay longer, right? Well, it, not it, that it,
1: dangerous either, really. I mean, you
2: know. Well, it is for people who have the vulnerability, right? Yeah. But, people but, die horribly from it. I mean, yeah. like, when you die from it, it's about as lethal as the flu, but the death yeah. is worse than the flu. Because yeah. the flu, you kind of get sick. I meant the
1: percentage, though. I mean, you know, it, it, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's horrible for that small percentage of people. But. Yeah, it's definitely overinflated. <laughs> So speaking of trauma, then they had us all fucking quarantined and masked up and scared shitless of the death rate and all this stuff. You know, you, we want to talk about Bro, trauma. On the fence, trauma, off
2: the fence, on the fence.
1: You know, being used as a control device, and I mean, mm-hmm. and now this.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's so the the virus didn't work. Right? People were like going out with their guns without face masks on and saying, "Yeah, you're not taking our guns, and you're not going to make us stay home." Right? And so. Everybody's like, why are the why are those white guys doing it? Which is funny because there were black guys in every one of those crowds, but they're just not shown on the video, right? There's there's a there was a picture of some white supremacists defending a guy's store that I just saw. And they crop out it's the two guys on the, on oh, the and black they crop out on the There's two
1: black guys on the right,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, the two black guys on the right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I know a lot of black gun owners, right? The black people own guns and they own them legally because it's a way to defend their right because they get oppressed and I would. I, my guess is that there it's, it's, it's at least legal gun ownership was probably as high among black people or higher than it is among white people in America, right? But they just don't talk about it because black people with guns get shot by cops, you know? So they, they, they keep it on the down low. And I, I was actually surprised, I found this out recently from talking about the issue with my friends. They're like, well, we have guns, but if we brought them, we'd get shot. I'm like, how do you know you get shot, right? If you, if you say, we're bringing our guns to the protest, and we're not going to we're, we're bringing them as a, as a as a way to show off our second amendment rights, right? And you went peacefully, right? And you used your gun to stop the people who want to throw bricks. Maybe you know. I mean, I, I think I I, 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 I continue. it. problem. i want to
0: take. I'm
2: surprised
1: there's not more guns
2: out of the, at the actual riots themselves. Oh, if the that's, guns that's coming.
1: You think so? Because oh, the guns yeah. do seem to be in the areas where people are protecting their property more so.
2: And, and, well, yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, is that, like, they're, and they're setting it up, right? There's been, like, two or three black cops that were shot within the last couple of days, right? Um, One was an ex police chief who got shot, yeah, defender, terrible, pers- yeah. defending somebody's store, you know? But it, this is it's all, it's all these, like, it's, it's divide impera, right? It's, Divide and rule, right? It th- 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 was never conquered. That's, that's a misquote of what he said. The quote is divide and rule, right? Like you can conquer people, which is a only force, but if you want to take those people and make them controllable and you want to make them so that you can keep them So that they're not fighting you you have to make them fight their neighbor right and that's it's it's the british policy in africa it goes all the way back to the roman empire you know you take a tribal area and you split it right down the middle right and then you put one right you split it down the middle right and so you have these two different and then you make regions made of different tribes with splits down the middle of the tribes right so these these tribes are you're splitting people in the middle you're splitting up your regions and it's it's a way to make people hate each other. It's a, it's a way to make people, you know focused on the wrong enemy right and and and, and even the, even the Romans did it, they, they would they would create incidents, right they would they would do we call them false flags, which is a, it's a misunderstood term, right but they would create incidents and blame it on another person, right? they, they it's, it's just being dirty. You know?
1: Well, like th- like uh, Thaddeus said, it's just a lie. The, no. They lie. They start wars based on lies,
2: and call it false flag or whatever. But it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to Thaddeus, and I think I think he's I like I he's a, he's a brilliant historian, but I don't I don't think he's read about the banks. I think he may yeah, be. me
1: too. That's where that's where I disagree. I think he too, I yeah.
2: think he may be missing some stuff because if you look at the at the rise of the Rothschilds during the Napoleonic Empire, and like how they put the entire nobility of Europe into debt to squash napoleon and napoleon and so that okay we they, they take out napoleon they take him out of waterloo it's the end of napoleon and then he's on what is it the isle of he's on his little island right his little prison island and somehow right when the nobles are getting ready to shirk their debts suddenly napoleon has an army again right like he gets out of his island because you know he got he got out of jail formed another army and was going to take over europe again right up until the nobility started paying their debts again to the banks. So I mean like there it's it's interesting how that works, you know? And they and you def they definitely own the money to both sides, you know, especially like the big central banks, which are, you know, what 13, 20, 6, 4, 5 families, who knows how many people? They're the very, the very top level of control. We don't know their names. We're not gonna know their names, right? And they have everything they have all the resources like the queen of england still owns canada and australia and the u.s got sold back to them in like 1913 you know like that family owns the english-speaking world you know they own the land that we're on and so it's and there's somebody above her there's somebody above them right Calling the shots and I think I think it's in it Like I think that the idea of black nobility is real. I've known some people that i'm pretty sure were right that um were You know fairly evil people who had just a ridiculous amount of money like I was sort of a When I lived in san francisco, I was a combat butler sort of for a guy Who had more money than god. He's like this 19 year old kid and he, he had like a floor of an apartment building on Hay street in san francisco and his dad was a he supplied all the heroin to several major european cities he was the guy that all the heroin went through right and they they had a noble name right it was associated with planets they were a really old family they were probably going back to the merovingians and like he was like they wanted them to sacrifice a kid you know, like I I became friends with him because of that. You know, I became mm-hmm. friends with this guy because this girl that I had a crush on. It's super complicated, it's a long story. But basically they wanted this guy to sacrifice a kid and he became friends with me because I was stupid and naive. I'm like, Well, I'll fuck it, I'll fight him with you. Like, don't do it. I'll take care of you, I'll I'll protect I'll protect you against like the most powerful people in the world, you know? And um but my stupidity and my naivety got me. A long ways in those days, you know. Like I, 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 I can't believe I'm alive. I don't know why I'm still alive. I shouldn't be. I, I've pissed off enough people that I should have been murdered ten times over.
1: You know? Was it? Was that around the the time when you were doing your art and stuff? And that whole yeah, thing yeah. Happened? This or? is the
2: that that guy is the guy. His dad was my patron, right? So he put they had they they put me up in an, an apartment. They I got a huge amount of money. For, I was supposed to be getting my own apartment, but I stayed in this little closet and used the money for drugs instead. I was I was like just a I was like 18, 19, and a ball of trauma. Like I had a my family history is complex. I was horribly abused at a really young age. And um I was just literally I was the trauma, right? I was a different person and I I I was a dissociative asshole. Right. I was which, you know, we we romanticized that by calling them berserkers, right? Because right. berserkers are just people who dissociate in battle, right? Because they don't, and if you're dissociated, if you're outside your body, it doesn't matter if you get your finger chopped off, doesn't matter if you get your arm broken, you're not going to notice because you're not really there. And something else, it is either some primal survival mechanism, or I think it's actually a, another thing is sort of helping you out and running the show. It seems like there are these...
1: Like engineered trauma in a way?
2: Yeah, yeah. So so what like what we were gonna talk about is trauma, right? And so I'm I'm a very gestalt person. I and I think in these really complicated webs. So if I get off track, lost me on it. So it's also the other thing that probably saved me is that I met this my my mentor who was a shaman. Um and I was working for an environmental legislation company going door to door getting environmental legislation passed right getting signatures for it raising money um i was a political action committee and i met my mentor teacher who was a he was a sami shaman like from like finland or like somewhere up there in the north where they practiced actual shamanism who came to america by way of south africa and he was a surfer and what he did is he had surfed um he just decided he never wanted to be in the snow ever again and so he followed the weather and he followed the waves um for the 20 years previous to when i met him and he had studied with like famous shamans from africa peru central america uh some chinese shamans he studied all he lived in mongolia and he he had to pick he had like proof and pictures to back it up right like there's he had some pictures there's this one picture where he's surrounded by savannah right savannah grasslands as far as you can see mountains in the distance and he's got three cheetahs like one's got his paw on his shoulder and one has its arm he's got one he's got one in the headlock and the other one has its head in his lap like he's that dude and the reason i met him and started talking to him is because the way it worked we get dropped off in these neighborhoods and we'd spend four hours walking around the neighborhood talking to people. And then we'd meet back and the van would pick us up at the, the the meetup point. And we often got dropped off in the same place. And he would always be done early. He'd always have like envelopes full of cash and checks. Like he was so good at his job. And also we'd have he was like Snow White. He'd have like one time I walked up and he had like a raccoon and some stray cats and a dog. And there was like a raven sitting on the mailbox and he had like this wounded Robin in his hand. Like literally this dude is like surrounded by these wild, it doesn't make sense. Like these wild animals. I'm like, how do you do that? like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what's up with this? I'm like, why, why did the animals like you? He's like, well, he, he and he said, I know they know I'm not going to harm them. And I just talked to them and I talked to the, to their spirit. And I didn't really know what that meant. And I, I'm like, well, can you teach me how to do that? Right. And, um, we spent a lot of time together over the next like year or so. And um, I learned about healing and I learned about spirit and I learned about, we did a lot of entheogens, right? And so I saw a lot of things and he took me, we went to places in the other world. And um, I had experiences that were very reminiscent of stuff that I read in Castaneda, which is like the cultural anthropology people think that Castanet is a is a total, like he's a liar and he's a faker, and then what he's studying is not shamanism. And it doesn't really matter to me whether or not he's just telling a story, or whether he really did experience those things. Because there's this one line I think it's in the Eagle's Gift, and Castanet is talking to his mentor, right, Don Juan, whatever, or Don, whatever his shamanic teacher was, and he said to his teacher, he's like, he's like they're talking about it, this experience they had the night before. And the teacher asks Casanata, he's like, well, what did you have? What happened last night? Did you, did you get to travel? And the goal was he was going to transform into an Eagle and fly, right? That was the goal of their experience of that lesson. And he said, yeah, I, I, I thought, I, I felt like I was an Eagle and I saw that I was an Eagle, you know, and I saw the way an Eagle would see, but I don't see how that's possible because I'm back here in my body he's like he's like so so the question is did it really change into an eagle and his teacher's like his teacher said to him does it matter right like does it matter what the reality says if your experience was that you were an eagle does it matter if other people saw it does it matter if other people like how, how does it how is it relevant To anything, to the lessons that we're trying to learn, you know. And so I had experiences like that. I've run on all fours, right? And now there's these videos out where you can see people who can do that, you know. And I don't think I'm like, it's just it's one of those things where I wasn't ready at that time to do the thing that I was supposed to do. And the thing that I was supposed to do was face my darkness. And it took me like I lost Frank as a teacher, and I ran away from that life and i stopped studying and i went i tried to be a corporate dude and i tried to have the white class the white middle class fence family life and i ran from it because it was it was it was terrifying right like there's a terrifying thing in reality getting really slippy right and and having people see things that you've done and telling you things that you thought you experienced and then they're they're confirming things that are impossible right um and so what I, what I was supposed to learn right, was how to heal trauma because that's what I needed to do for myself. And that's why I came here. And I had to learn how to heal my own to help other people. And I don't think, I was just talking to a friend of mine who's a practicing shaman from Canada. And she was talking about how she doesn't know anybody who's fully healed, right? I don't know anybody who's fully healed. And I'm, my response was, I don't know if you're going to meet Anybody walking around in a meat suit who's fully healed, because it seems like to me that's the point of this, right? Is that the point of being in flesh is to do the healing. And once you're done with the healing, and if, if even if it's multi-generational healing, I don't know if there's a lot of point being here. I think there's another thing that you can do after that that may be more important than walking around trying to stick food in your mouth, you know. Um so and what i learned was that there's a system and actually where i sort of figured out is when i finally started to try to get healthy really healthy after my divorce like 10 or 15 years ago at one point i went and i got emdr eye movement Deprocess, desensitization and reprocessing therapy right and um emdr is shamanic soul retrieval it's the same thing right they they Move their hand back and forth, bump, 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 like the same beat, the same beat that you get with like Indian drama, The same beat that 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 transliminal thing they do, they can do with tapping, and what it does is sort of they set you up. Part of the process, is you make a safe space, right? Where you create, you use your imagination to create this safe space that you're going to go back into, if reliving, if when you're experiencing the trauma it gets too much to you, it gets to be too much for you, and they. Do this rhythmic thing with your eyes and it crosses your hemispheres and it pulls those memories, which are sort of locked into these emotional centers where there aren't any cognates, right? There's no way, because trauma is something that's overwhelmingly stimulus. It's an overwhelming stimulus that you don't have any, any, any ability. To, you don't have any, any way to define it, any way to process it, right? Um, and I, you see it with with with, kids, with women who there are women who you'll hear about these women who are raped for the tenth time. You're like, well, she's a slut. That's why she's getting raped. I'm like, no, no, she's not a slut. She's trying to get. She's trying to understand how it could happen. Right. She's trying to get a way to figure out to get a set of definitions, right, so that she can think about it. Because I think our goal. to to survive we have to make sense of the world right and we have to distill things and make smaller packages and put words on them because you know if it's like the james joyce thing james joyce's whole thing was about making the familiar strange again right and he's trying to sort of undo that that processing that idea of habituated thought right and then so Anyway, I'm, I lost what I was saying. Well, you want I want
1: to get I want to hear about how the EMDR helped you out. Like, did that go into oh, bringing no.
2: trauma that you didn't realize you had out to the surface? Um, no, I knew I knew what the traumas were. I couldn't I couldn't deal with them. Um, and I think that once I got those ones processed, some other ones came up later. once I figured out right, that it right. was safe to start processing, okay, some other things came up, but mostly it just made it so that like I used to think about the guy who abused me and have just this overwhelming emotional reaction every time it didn't matter how many times i thought okay i could talk about it 10 times in a day and every time i talk about it i would get this cold feeling i I, you know i wouldn't sleep for a week after i talked about it it was to the point where i where i learned his name over and over again but i couldn't remember his name right i knew what he looked like i knew where he was i'd see him in the home in my hometown but i couldn't remember this guy's name and you think you know because i was taken overnight when i was a kid right and this guy talked me and I don't know how no one knew that it happened, right? It makes no sense. Other than that, my parents were horrible people. They were bad parents. They were drunks and they probably just didn't know. And he abused me like sexually overnight for a good 12 hours straight, as brutal as you can imagine. And when I used to talk about it, I would get sick. I would get, I would feel the emotions of it again, you know? And what it does is it, is it just takes, it made it a thing that happened it's not any different there's no emotions wrapped up in that right i can talk about it now and not experience it but not have to get not feel shame and guilt and disgust and all the horrible things that people who've been abused feel right because they they internalize it into their identity and so the emdr helps with that right and so i learned and i started thinking more about it as i was going through it i'm like this seems really familiar like because i I have this amazing counselor who i still see and i still talk to and um and it turns out it's it's like the i think it's michael harmer right there's the the big shamanic healing guy who's all about soul retrieval right you can look him up he's the shamanic drumming guy he's one of the famous can't even remember the name of his book anyway so this guy is a famous like academic who brought shamanism back to the west and wrote about it and it's just so in the psychological view the way you, you look at it what you're doing is you're putting cognates you're making these sort of you're taking parts of the memory that's isolated and you're associating it into different parts of your brain and removing it from the emotional centers so that you can think about it and you have words to think about it and you have ways to think about it without it being present because there's a weird thing with trauma where it's always happening right trauma people who've been severely traumatized are always in that moment there's a part of them that is stuck there and when they think about it and it's weird because time gets very strange for like if you want to look at like sort of david lynch his the work of david lynch with his black lodge and all that like his really creepy work is a is for me the thing that really sort of made me look at it. Every time I watch a David Lynch movie, I had to reprocess. Mm-hmm. So, in the shamanic soul retrieval is. So you're putting in the psychological view. You're putting cognates on it. You're putting ways to think about it rationally. You're bringing it out of the emotional centers into the rational centers of your brain, so you can think about it and talk about it and heal, right? And EMDR is amazing. Like it is the most effective therapy. With that's accepted within the, within Western medicine right. for trauma, and the reason it's effective is because it is a ten thousand year old shamanic tradition, right? It's it is soul retrieval, and so when you're doing shamanic soul retrieval, it's the same thing, right? You will talk to your shaman about what you want to talk about, and they'll talk to you about what you're going to experience, and he's going to talk to you about your experience of the dream and the world and like where your safe place is, because for People who walk with a foot in both worlds, the imaginal is as real as, you know, this desk, you know? And so it's all the same, right? And so this old tradition is about... And so to get there, you just have to sort of understand what happens from a shamanic viewpoint. And what happens from a shamanic viewpoint is when you experience a thing that you think's going to make you die, there's a part of your... There are parts of yourself that come into this world right there's this idea that you are a bigger longer version and in some shamanic traditions you get one incarnation then you become part of the ancestors and sort of in other traditions you get to reincarnate but there's parts of yourself that can only be changed by experiencing things and so like the these innocent parts of yourself that you don't want to lose and so those delicate beautiful refined childlike parts of yourself cannot experience those things right they can't you they will be destroyed experiencing the thing changes that thing so that it's not what it needs to be next time right so you can't help out your aunt your your the kids of your descendants right by being a kid with them so humans have this eject button right it's an eject seat like you take when you think you're about to die you grab all the delicate parts of yourself you wrap them up and you pull this button and they're gone, right? They go into the other world and they're safe there. The problem is it's because it happens so fast, it rips big, huge holes in your light body. And then you're out, you're sort of outgassing your life energy in a way that's not natural. And then what happens is because there are predators, parasites in this other world, right? They latch onto you, right? And so Jung talked about this with addiction um this is the, the death the cunning baffling powerful part of recovery right of of fighting addiction is that addiction is caused by trauma it always is right there's always a trauma at the root and the thing is is like you'll see like these like rich kids from the good side of town who had nothing happen in their life trauma is personal you know so it doesn't matter like like that you have some people who watched their dad get shot in the face and are totally functional human beings and some people like their dog died and that was enough to make them a crackhead for life it doesn't matter it's it has to do with the personal experience and how where you are and if you're ready to have that and how suddenly it happens right so you lose these parts of yourself and shamanic soul retrieval is in a nutshell, you do some work with a shaman or with your spiritual practitioner. They, you can use entheogens, you can use drums, you can use anything. You, you go with them into the into the other world. They help you call for that part. Of, you walk right to the edge of it. They help you call for that part of yourself. It comes back and it attaches to you, right? And the shaman and in, in all the healing rituals, and including EMDR, right? There's this process before that of cleansing, of preparation. Of who you are right so you have to be ready for it so you're trying to sort of starve the things that are feeding on you before you get back that part of yourself but it's like it's like magnets right when that part gets close enough to you it it zooms in and what you want to make sure it doesn't happen is you don't get some shadow trapped in between the parts of yourself right and shadow work helps with that and so once that in the reason we need shans and and wisdom practitioners and people who work with spiritual entities right because there are i have spirits that i work with right i have things that i believe are real right that have non-humanoid forms that are like predators and so when i help people with their healing what those things do and they're they're scary like they could be scary looking right because like you don't want to run into a bear in the woods a bear is scary but if you have a bear who's a spirit helper it's a good thing right and those other spirits who are our helpers in these other realms what they need to do is they need to eat right they eat, they and they're bound to you they're normally part of your lineage or part of your tradition they come with you into this world they walk with you shaman's are predetermined right the people who are really skilled at this and who can do it it's a predetermined thing everybody can do some sort of healing but if you don't have the right spirit helpers or you don't get them, you're not going to be able to do the final stage for the person who's doing their healing. Because what happens is when that body part reconnects, all this shadow, all these sh- all these connections, like these tentacly worm, I can't just, it's an extra dimensional thing. So trying to use words to describe it doesn't really work. But this darkness is right next to them now, but not part of them. And it's pissed off because it's been feeding on them. And what the shaman's helper spirit's job is to do is to eat that shadow. Because they, they, they live off spiritual energy, right? So they, they zoom in and they eat it, right? They, they consume it. And the interesting thing is, and sort of why we have so many really broken outcasts in our societies, is if you're not feeding, if you will come into this world with those spirits and you don't feed them by healing people and having your spirit helpers eat their shadow, they'll eat you. Right, shaman sickness is a thing. People who are supposed to be practicing healing get ill and eventually will kill themselves through illness if they're not feeding their spirits because those spirits come in. Their job is to be fed darkness, and the sickness of people, right? Because that's that's it's like coffee, right? Coffee's bitter, but it's 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 just what they eat, you know. And so. If you're not getting that, if they're not getting that sustenance, they'll turn to the person that they that they have permission to be with and they'll eat them. And that's why you see autoimmune diseases so frequently among shamanic practitioners, right? Like there's a thing, right, where they make themselves sick to heal themselves and their spirits are sort of eating them. And they will eventually kill them. You know, I mean, or and like it can happen from autoimmune, it can be mental illness. And what's what's amazing to me is that when you work with people in this practice, you can take people who've been dysfunctional their whole life. You do a couple weeks worth of spiritual work and then do a soul retrieval, and they'll be functional and they'll be happy and they'll feel a a range of emotions. Whereas before their life was literally just extremes, they'll start getting a a wider range of emotions. But we don't know how to heal that. We're, We're slowly starting to, and it's coming to the fore. And there are more and more practitioners all the time, right? But you have to look at the the overarching structures that control the world, which are these mental structures, which sort of brings me to what they're doing now with COVID and with these riots and with the piles of bricks. <laughs> because they, at some point, and I think it was early in the 20th century, we got the technology to create traumas that were so overwhelming to a population that we wanted to control that we could just install We could install whatever we wanted to. Yeah. And when I say we, I mean the United States government and its old tradition of saturnic worship, right? This is, this is, this is, and these are, these, these are the same old families. I'm not going to get into this conspiracy about it, but it's the same energies that are going back to Roman times, right? Like the Mithras cults, um, Saturn cults like it's and it's all
0: it hey, wasn't the like Saturn it, thing yesterday. Wasn't there something to do with Saturn well, yesterday? People the black are saying out?
1: that the black blackout was like, the, yeah, the I feel like cubes, Chris is the guy to ask the
0: black, black cubes
1: that. were a symbolism of that.
2: Yeah. Is that true, Chris? What black cubes?
0: Yeah,
1: were, I don't know. Were you familiar with the social media blackout yesterday? It was kind of oh, blackout, blackout Tuesday, yeah, blackout Tuesday, yeah, yeah,
0: that's I don't were, think that.
2: People are talking I, about those are black squares like for you
0: know, Saturn you know, something. Yeah. yeah. The black cube.
2: Kinda. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. I think I think it's mostly about trying to educate people. White people about how much worse black Americans have than they do. And they do. Right. Like white privilege is a real thing. And it's not the thing that they want it to be. Right. Like it's not they, they, it's it's Easily, like I didn't get it until I was in like my late twenties, right? Black people in America aren't allowed to drive nice cars in any neighborhood that's not a ghetto. But right? well, they're not allowed, they're not allowed to drive nice cars because if they drive the, the nice cars, they're going to get pulled over once a month at least for no reason, right? And I know this, and I I had friends like I like I I one of my best friends growing up was a black kid, right? Like he literally two doors were over. I didn't know it until I was working in tech and I, one of the kids I went to high school with was working with me and he had this pimped out, like, those are his words, Taurus, S-H-O, right? It was like, had like the spinner rims and all that. Like he, he spent a lot of money on his car. But he wouldn't, he got, I'd be like, well, come out to Brockport and meet with me. He's like, no, dude, you gotta come to the city. I'm like, why, why don't you want to come out to our hometown and meet with me? He's like, because I get pulled over every time. And it takes me like an hour and a half. They tear my car apart, and this is like a guy who grew up in that town, whose family were like star sports players in the town, right? The cops should have known who he was. His family were church-going, good people, right? And if he drove that car into our hometown, he got pulled over every time. And it's just that, right? And, the, and I'm like, "Well, what?" He's like, "He's like that's driving all black. It's a crime. It's not right, but." And that's just one way, one example, of how I was able to my entire life life, ignore his experience, right? And that's all. That's all. Privileges is that every group of people has things that they can ignore that are experiences of another group of people, and people who are really honest about privilege will admit that every culture has privileges, right? It's just the private laws of a culture. It's just that in. united states were we have a long-standing white anglo-saxon protestant power structure based on masonic like the corrupt side of the masons right and you if you're not part of that you don't fit in and you're going to be you're going to be you're going to be persecuted because it's if they traumatize you then they can install what they want to and you know um you know and so back to trauma right what happens is right when those things in a in a sort of a a normal natural environment right you'll have it you'll experience a trauma you'll have soul loss if you get part of yourself out these spiritual energies can come in they start feeding on you but they figured out magicians thousands of years ago figured out that if you cause trauma to a person there's a hole in them that you can fill right it immediately causes a hole that wants to be filled and that you can fill with whatever you want to right i like after world war ii right have you ever wondered why germany and japan were such good friends the united states right like the people germans and japanese people after we brutalized them loved the united states like german people would say we love you like japanese people liked our culture they they incorporated parts of our culture and so that's like an example of how we did it writ large right we did dresden right which was a nothing like that had ever existed before the firebombing of dresden yeah. turned the city into ashes and luckily we have a witness right luckily we have kirk monogat writing about it in slaughterhouse five and writing about the trauma experience in one of the most beautiful like like just the craziness of what it does to you, right? And in, in, in such a beautiful, human, sensitive way, you know, we have that. We can, and he went through it. And so he's a guy from our side who went through it, and it still fucked him up, right? Because he was underneath the city. So we 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 destroy these cultures. We 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 brutalize them beyond imagining. We, we turn their cities into alien planets. Like people who went to Dresden said, it looked like, you know. The moon. Once they figured out what the moon looked like, a Roma, Hiroshima and We turned these piles of city into ash in, in, in a day and in moments with the nuclear bombs. And then all of a sudden, we have these good friends, right? We have these two good friends, one in the middle of fucking Europe and one in the middle of Asia, and we. And yes, we gave them a lot of money, but there wasn't. I mean, there was some. There was some resentment, but in general, Japanese people. Don't dislike American culture, from what I can tell, right? And it's almost so we installed that empire, we installed the eagle. so We filled the
1: we filled the trauma
2: hole. Yeah, we filled we 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 did it to a group of to like because it's not just an individual thing, right? It's cultural. It's groups because if you have a whole bunch of people who all have a hole and you all fill that hole with the same concretized, you like thought out, created entity, right? Then you have a bunch of people have been
1: programmed. Right? And you even since, so, so and now, so now since then, now we have the mainstream media who's got reach over billions of people. So now they're filling, yeah. they're filling the trauma hole of, so they're creating this trauma, the problem reaction solution. I mean, I was think, That's exactly, thinking of yeah. this meme I was going to make with Gates and the funding the, the thing you talked now? about, talked about at the, you can no the longer beginning, stand
0: idly by.
1: beginning with uh, the Wuhan, right? There, there was funding in there was funding when yeah. the in the the imperial college that did the fucking the shitty model that everybody panicked over
2: the funding mm-hmm. in, in that, that, has, and, then and, funding, that has, and then
1: funding and then funding in the vaccines i mean he literally funded problem reaction solution but it's happening at a grander scale as well even from that i think with now, now with all this other stuff i mean traumatizing people through social distancing and the masks and and the the shaming and then all of a sudden you're allowed to go out and throw Brooks through windows and nothing happens to you you know you can stand with 10 guys uh all around you and start vandalizing and nothing's going to happen. I mean, I feel like there's a mass trauma hole filling going on right now.
2: Yeah, well, for sure. And I think that some of that is because they have to do that to make people want to kill each other. Right. They have to do. Okay. So the reason that the United States was so dominant through the 18th and 19th and 19th and late, late 19th, early 20th centuries is because they figured out that people don't shoot people. People don't want to shoot other people. When they would have wars, right? People and they people were honest about it. They're like, "Nah, I shot at the tree. I didn't want to shoot a human being. Right, I didn't care." Right. Like, like this I, is I from not, World I War I one not, mainly,
1: or it, it, does this go back to the Civil War too?
2: I think I think they started figuring out the Civil War. And yeah. I think the Civil War may have been a way to figure out how to be better at war. But like we we're the first people like there's those shooting targets, right? The profile that's building a habit, right? And habits are how they control us, right? Your your habituated mind is where all the sickness lives, right? And it's why. So, like, we started training our troops to shoot at not people, and we didn't have them stabbing things that were dressed up like straw men. We just made outlines, right? And so we just started hundreds of rounds. by every like, you see a you see a shape pop up, you see not a, a silhouette of a of a of a human. But you're habituated to think it's just a piece of paper. Boom, you can shoot it, right? You can shoot it right in the center. It's what shooting rangers are for. It's to teach people to feel comfortable pulling the trigger on other humans because people don't want to do it, right? They don't. And so the reason the United States was so dominant is because we knew that, right? And we knew about trauma, right? Because if you look at the CS gap, like part of our another place where you can see installing a, like a, a group mind into an individual is like in our military training in the united states right i didn't talk about this i talked about this before the show right yep yep okay so in in boot camp in the united states right eight weeks or six weeks and one of the last things you do is you go with your group into a concrete room and they gas you right with cs gas and you have to stay in there for a certain amount of time and if you don't stand there long enough you got to go back in I think it's it may, it's 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes or like, I don't know how long it is, but it's long enough that you're going to feel like you're dying because you can't breathe. Right. And some people do die. Asthmatics die. Right. Um, but, but people come out of it. Right. And they have a sense of, that what you did is you formed a group mind out of those people. Right. And that group mind, like that's, if it's surviving a horrible thing makes people bond with each other. And so that, that's like the final stage. Of, that's the, one of the last things they do before you let you go out into the world is they, they gash you and make you think you're going to die. What does that trauma do? It creates the soul loss. And then, you know, you're not really part of the military until you've completed basic, right? And so you complete basic. A lot of people fail out of basic and never get to be part of the military. But the people who can be programs to be cogs in a machine who can accept that spiritual driver Those people that gas test is the thing that makes it show up, right? Mm. And so it's, we use it everywhere. Like it's it's literally part of society. And now they've gotten so good at it. I mean, if you want to look at the experiments they've done on kids, they've done experiments about this. They're what they figured out is that you can do it because trauma is relative. All you have to do is create a weak point in people. By either not teaching people about a part of themselves or getting people to hate a part of who they are, right? Christianity does this with like, you are a sinner, right? You killed God, right? Your sin killed the most beautiful being on the planet, right? Like the, the perfect human, this loving sheep, you killed with your sin. Tell that to kids. So like, uh, like I remember, I remember falling, like watching, like actually seeing, like one of those Easter movies when I was like seven, eight years old this beautiful movie about this beautiful man and then they nailed him up on a cross and it was my fault that he died and I remember the trauma from that. I remember crying about it. I remember being like, and I wasn't, my family wasn't religious, right? Like I, I, my family, like we went to church a couple times. We, we bounced around churches and try them out. My parents advised me to try Buddhism and Hinduism and all the different things but that that's trauma, right? That, that's telling a kid that they killed God and that God died because of them is horrible and it doesn't you don't have to blow up a city you don't have to burn a city to the ground to put the control mechanisms in do you think your
1: childhood physical trauma was part of a bigger experiment or a bigger trauma that was happening in, in either in your town or in those mk programs or anything like that
2: yeah for sure i think i think that there's i've been doing more research on it and i'm not quite ready to talk about it completely but yeah there's there's definitely they've been running experiments on kids in the united states or they did from the 80s to the from the 70s in the 70s and 80s for sure and we know that before that they were resurging radiation and the place that i was that it likely happened to me is a place where they were doing plutonium experiments 10 years earlier they were taking kids and injecting them with plutonium until they died wow you know so um and I just found that out recently. And I, I also found out that they most colleges have like an internal review board, but the college that this happened at doesn't have one anymore because they had to fire all of them because they never. And they did. They they got rid of it in 1990, like 1990, like after I graduated from high school, they they decided that this internal review board had to go away, and they, they created this much more scary sounding thing, this department for human rights defending and human experimentation or whatever right they so there's there's definitely things that were happening there was a lot of money in it and we there's other programs i mean mk is only one of them right because there's another whole branch right we only know about mk Ultra because of one guy's name on an expenditure receipt a lot of journalists to research it right but there that guy had, a, had another guy who was at his level under their director but we don't know what that other guy did right I can't. I can't remember the guy's name. Gottlieb? No. May? Yeah, maybe it was Gottlieb. Yeah. Like, so there was an expenditure thing. Like, they found it. They found it through financing, right? And so then they started doing freedom of information requests, and then they they got the information out, and they weren't hiding it, right? The Manchurian Candidate is MK Ultra. They were making movies about it, right? They they they, they've been doing it since the sixties, like since black and white movies. They've been doing these limited hangouts. Where they make a movie about a thing, so if you talk about it, you look like a crazy person who's talking about a movie. Above the law, a student's adult, right? Made, enemy of the nine. state, huh? Enemy of, state. Exactly, enemy right? of the state, exactly. Enemy of
0: the state—that was had to be like '93 or some shit.
2: Yeah, enemy of the state, Eagle Eye, with uh with uh the do it guy, whatever his name is. What's his name? Shia LaBeouf. He's in this movie called Eagle Eye, which was about every camera can watch you and track your data and the, and this, this supercomputer that kept track of it, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, you can tell what they're doing by looking where the money's being spent in entertainment, you know? So why are they, like, so what's the solution, right? What's the solution for us now? What's our best path for? I don't think it's burning things. Smash your phone with a hammer. Maybe. Or do you really want to, maybe. That might be one solution, but then you're going to be disconnected from a support network and you're going to have denied yourself and denied other people your ability to help them, right? I don't know if disengaging is the solution. I think being skeptical about all the information that you take in. Well, the other thing is love, right? Like, and it sounds really, really cheesy, right? Because, but when I'm talking about love, I'm not talking about an emotion you feel. Love for me is very simple. And, and it literally is the most healing, beautiful thing on the planet, right? Love for me is attention, giving somebody 100, 100% complete attention without any judgment. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's that simple. You just pay attention to a person and you don't judge them. And all the good things come out of that, right? All the emotions, friendships, bonds healing your healing of yourself healing of another people camaraderie all those things come out of that right and the and attention is a big deal right because we know that what you pay attention to right is how you collapse reality right and so like if you want to get into like the magical solution right it's to right now they're trying to concretize and break down and burn like and so there's this idea that maybe these protests are for sort of this idea of like breaking up a system right breaking the lego house i don't think that's what it is i think what you're doing is they're, they're concretizing it more i think they're taking away potentials by making people choose one bad course of action right they're they're, they're trying to say because there was one peaceful revolution right peru of oh, this peaceful they they and they got rid of their government and they they installed the government and ironically Peru is where all the ayahuasca is you know so um i think i think that that's i don't know i think the solution is love right and i think the solution is if you do have traumas deal with your traumas and i think that you have to hold your own accountable right like we have to hold people who spread bullshit accountable but we also have to hold people who deny obvious evil because it's just a conspiracy theory we have to we have to say no dude that you don't get to pull that like you don't get to use a word to dehumanize me without listening to what i'm saying right and so there's this idea where to heal trauma you have to reinstall these word handles onto thoughts and things so that you can function the world but you can also destroy a person's humanity right you can you can you can devet that's how you devalue a person right you call them you know an edward or a redneck right or uh you know whatever like a drunk indian right they can use there's all these horrible things that just pocket people into these pre-existing life paths right then if they believe it they might take that life path when there's just infinite potential for all of us right we can all have beautiful lives if we start you know loving each other and supporting each other more. I think I that I know that that sounds horrible, but like really listening, really listening because that that's what I've been doing through this entire thing. I've been trying to really listen to my black friends and understand them. And there's some things I completely disagree with them about, right? But I know more about Their experience than I did before this, like, and I, like, I, I, I would like to think that I'm a person who's aware of the suffering of others, but it's easy to fall into our ignorance, into our own world paths, you know, especially when you're dealing with your own trauma and your own bullshit. Like, how do you have time to deal with a whole culture's bullshit that you're not responsible for, right? Well, no, 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 and if it's
1: more systematic, then it just it smacks to me like we we the people again getting blamed for whether it's global warming or all this other stuff, like everything when it's the power people and the governments and the corporations that are really, you know, they're out there virtue signaling now, but they're the ones that should be making the changes, not us, you know? Well, I mean, I think, no, I'd be waiting an awful long time. It's it's always come back on the,
2: the, no, we make the change, but we make the change by here's, here's an idea. How about like, instead of being pissed off the, white guys in minnesota can rate can walk into their government or wherever it was they walked into the government offices with their guns instead of being pissed off about that ask those guys to come to your protest and support you right say you can get away with carrying guns in public we want you on our side because i guarantee you if they just if people just reach out and not destroy things because that's the thing right it's i understand the anger but destroying it like there's there's it's not a like destroying it, it it wastes the anger right there's a very the controllers are few right and they're easy to get to and they're easy to identify right it's not it's not your corner of mom and pop coffee shop right it may be starbucks do i give a crap if they burn a starbucks no because they have insurance and they're going to be fine i care about burning the coffee shop that one guy spent his entire life trying to make real make coffee and art and made his life around that and then he was just literally fucked over by our government by saying no one can go and get your coffee now right you have to suffer and we're going to give you we're going to give you like $1000 to pay your fucking employees yeah, right yeah. like it's ridiculous right and so we have to make a change, right? And the, the way we do it is, I think we, I mean, I think the solution is love and a parallel path, right? You you make the society you want. Find people that you can love and support and trust, right? Make a place for yourselves. I mean, and that's like, this why I love Grammarica, because you guys are all about this. You've been doing it. You've been doing it at such a bigger level than I've ever had the courage to do, right? You brought together all these wonderful people. Well,
1: we didn't do it on purpose. I mean, it just He's happened. a leader. Yeah. I said we didn't do it on purpose it just happened I mean you know this is what we this is what happened when we started this thing
2: well yeah I mean and that's and I think that that's you can't have a goal you have to just do the next thing I mean you can too I I, I mean I I, I do believe
1: I believe in manifesting stuff and having goals but also I think if you follow an authentic path the good things will happen I mean or if you do stuff for you know almost from a volunteer standpoint then maybe it'll you know the karma comes back around Try I think to make the can. world a better place. Yeah, but it's yeah, hard can. right now with all this deception. I mean, personally, for me, I'm having a hard time. Once you see through some of the deception and and the lies and the media propaganda and the brainwashing, like I just you just at a loss of what to do. I mean, yeah, you can approach it from love, but when you see, it's disappointing when you see thousands and thousands of people that are just buying into whatever they see on the mainstream media. And uh, I don't know. That's it's, it's well, how do you how do you deal with that?
2: Show them all the times it was wrong.
1: Be yeah, calm. I mean that's kind of what I've been like my to, like my sister it. my sister will refuse. challenge me right. She'll say, "Well, how do you know that that's true? Or how do you know that the other side is true?" And I'm like, "Well, you don't always. I don't know what's true, but you it's saying something is true is different than proving something else is a lie." or s- showing that it's wrong. You can deconstruct the lie in the mainstream media pretty good using their own fucking data and just say, yeah, look, yeah. this is fucking completely wrong. You're you're just saying it the opposite of what it really is. I don't know what the truth is, I just know that that is not real.
2: Well, I think I think you can identify the truth. I think no, you can so, find it yeah, some, sometimes, but I'm I'm just saying I, sometimes I it's, it's a it's a deep fucking dive and I think it's easier than you would think. I think that we don't teach people how to do it.
1: Well I I'm pretty that, reluctant to go there too because things shift and change you know all the time. Well yeah but th- so so truth
2: is relative. Let's say let's say that truth is relative and that what's true now may not be as true tomorrow. But we can know you can know right like like we can know the truth right there's like I don't like positivity culture. I think it's bullshit. I don't like Course and miracles. I don't really like um new you the uh, new thought type stuff. Yeah, I don't like that a lot. But there's one thing from all, uh, like, what's his name? Abraham, right? Yeah. Where he's this, it's, because every, every philosophy, the reason it's so successful is because it has a lot of truth in it. And the thing that you learn from this, he has this book, and in that book I learned this thing, the inner guidance system, right? And I, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's it's a beautiful thing, and I think everybody knows how to do it. And actually, can I take 30 seconds. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But before you do that, I I, I, I kind of know where you're going and I, that's fine, but that's not necessarily going to work when you're explaining it to try and wake somebody up to the lies in the media. Like you need, no, you, you need concrete, can. like, you know, you need concrete. Hey, like, look at this, right? This is a lie. This happened. This is taken out of context. I mean, context is everything right now.
2: And there's but, no yeah.
1: context. So I can find my, I can try and follow my inner guidance system. That's fine. But
2: I can't necessarily show other people how to do it. Yeah, well, you teach them how to follow their inner guidance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right? You teach them how to recognize yeah, 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 truth, yeah, yeah, okay. because I mean, and, and if and it's easy with Christians, right? Because Christians believe in the Spirit of Truth. They believe that there is a Spirit of Truth that's part of God, right? So all you're doing is you're teaching them how to recognize a part of their God when it's in, when they're in its presence, right? And the, and and it's and it's different for everybody because we all have rules and it's complicated, you know. And so, you know, it's it's as simple as this: like close your eyes. Think about the best day of your life and pay attention to what your heart and gut feels like. Think about Christmas or the day you got that perfect toy that you weren't expecting, the unexpected good thing, right? Or the sunset on the beach with your best friend and you both have your girlfriends there. and Whatever whatever beautiful thing, think about that happiest moment. Close your eyes. Dwell on what that feels like when you think about it with your gut, right? And then... So you got that? You got that feeling, right? So now you're gonna think about what it feels like to have four cops sitting on top of you, with one of them having their fucking knee on your neck, and you're dying and you can't breathe. What does that feel like? That's it. That's it's. It's as simple as that. And you can find truth. In fact, I think that you can do more than find truth. I think you can see the future in many ways. You can you can see what's likely to happen. I mean.
1: That's right out of I, that's right out of Eric Anthony's book, the the Song of the Immortal Beloved. I mean, that's how his meditation practice is is taught in that book. Is bring in those memories, those emotional things, put it, feel them in the different parts of your body, your heart, your mind. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then and then eventually you'll start peeling away the layers and 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 get to your authentic self. I mean, and I can see how that would actually work.
2: And it does. I mean, and so there's a there's a problem where you can fall into hedonism if you're always following what feels good, right? Yeah. Like you can confuse your gut, right? So you have to reset once in a while and you have to make sure it's why you need support and friends and other people can help you find your truth. But I think that if you follow this, you can see not just what's next, but what's next next. Like I was writing, I wrote a comic book called The Grid Runner Chronicles, which I am remaking. I'm, I have a website, I'm putting it out. I started in 1993. It was about a virus that was released a flu-like virus that was released into the population that they over exaggerated the people that killed (laughs) and it it, And the first wave was it was just a bunch of people and then the next one was the baby killer flu because it killed all the infants right and there was like three waves of this flu and the last wave involved nanotechnology from these vaccines (laughs) they had nanotechnology in it that turned people into sort of zombies right (laughs) i wrote this in 1993 about happening within three years of right now i think the year i chose was 2017 but that's not bad right and i have i have proof i have old images of it i know i have friends who've been talking about me doing it i'm making it again in fact i have a friend now who's gonna be filming a scene from it and i like which is pretty cool you know so i think you can see that right you can and i've always been i've always tried to do that to try and see the truth, right? Above the law, right? Like that's the thing, right? Above the law, the real thing, Well, right? maybe you created totally. it though. Maybe you created the, a TOPA. And that's the problem, right? Like, because I didn't that's the problem <laughs> having it feel like me. Is it did and, you and, sense you know, it or did you create it? I, I don't know. Maybe I created because that's a fucking I, parrot. I, I never finished it. So yeah. the good guys didn't win, yeah. which is why I have to finish it now. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, did I make this happen? Make did sure I, you throw a
1: fucking Q in there too while you're at it.
2: Oh yeah, I'm well, just kidding.
0: <laughs> I seen a Q uh, back of a truck, the whole back of the truck on Deerfoot Trail. Q, red. Q is awesome. All like, I'll tell
2: you, I'll tell you why Q awesome. I could give a crap about a government agency. I could give a fuck crap about whether or not there's somebody at the top. What Q has done. Is it's done what you're talking about. It's the Q movement teaches people how to go to primary sources and research themselves. Yeah. Right. It's platonic, it's the platonic method, right? Or it's the Socratic method, whichever one, the one where you ask questions, is it Socratic method? Yes, yeah, it's a Socratic method of teaching, right? Where you ask questions, you don't answer them, right? You ask your questions, you ask students or the people you want to like you want to be researching. something you ask them a series of questions that lead to a result, right? He's done that, and I don't care about whether or not it's real. I don't care if it's government psyop because they screwed themselves if it was because they're making people do research. Yeah, that's you a good know? point. That's a good point. And I think I think that I believe I believe that we are in the process of taking apart the Lego house so we can build a different house. I believe that that's where we're at. Right, we're at this transition between the ages, and I don't think. I feel so hopeful. Like, actually, I was starting to get a little nervous about the COVID thing with the vaccines and like that. And then, like, because they can't help themselves, right? They're, They're fucking addicts of control. They can't help themselves. Because there have been, every year this happens, every year black people die on film and you never hear about it. And the reason you don't hear about it is because it's not pushed through the media. So when we do hear about it, it's it's a thing that's being used for a reason, right? Like, and I don't. His death is horrible. People dying is fuck. It's shitty, right? And it needs to stop. But there's you don't hear about the 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 dozens of white people or Hispanic people or the mentally ill people who were shot last year. You don't hear about that. So when it comes up, it's it's for a reason. When the when you have the talking heads reading a script about an event. It's to put your attention over there, and, and most of the time, it's like that Hegelian philosophy, right? Like, I like because the problem reaction solution is is Hegel's philosophy, yeah, right, sort of revamped. But I was listening to a philosopher like last year about this, and there's another way of looking at that, right? In that they were talking about that movie, The Prestige, right, where. In The Prestige, I think that's the one with Ed Norton where he plays a magician and he's trying to, like, there's this idea where he has a bird and he shows you the bird, right? And then he takes the bird and he makes it disappear. And the way they make the bird disappear in most magic acts is they kill it and crush it into little bits and like stick it in their pocket somewhere. And then they have another live bird somewhere that they throw out, right? So the reaction is like the first bird is like, this is what we have now. The second bird of the antithesis is that killing of the first bird, right? And then the prestige is really what the hegelian philosophy is about, this upward flowing of these energetic structures. And I don't think it's wrong because, you know, you do need something that's against, you know, like we needed the U.S. to be against communism, but now the U.S. is fascist, right? And so I don't think we get free of it. I don't think we get free of those Kinds of things in this life, yeah. But can like, we get away from the divide? I mean,
1: I feel like it's divided in half in a way. I mean, maybe this will backfire and it will sort of create a. a I don't know. Uh, I think they're using a, a bunch unity. of
0: Twitter videos and Facebook videos and Instagram videos to make a trauma hole right now.
2: Yeah, they're going to fill it the state. I think that's yeah. I think that's part of it. I think that there's they're they're trying. They, they have to consistently traumatize, it, right? Like everything. Our entire media is about trauma, right? It's about everything is about trauma it's about doing that installing those mechanisms of, of control and so how do you fix trauma you heal it <clears throat> yeah i mean right? that that, that like, part you you've... don't you don't let you don't let it make you a not human right yeah. you be a human like yeah. you be good you be kind you don't burn down your neighbor's house
1: you know that part you mentioned about q and the, and the and the uh, you know the good offshoot of that That's kind of what I was trying to get at you when we were going back and forth about Shiva and, and, uh, and some of these, this whole vaccine infighting thing, because I don't understand how somebody like Shiva can, can send this message that is so sending people down into this research path. You would think like opening people's eyes, opening a bunch of people's eyes that have never, or would never be opened. And yet also Mm -hmm. go against like the, some of the current sort of, you know, vaccine hesitancy group, well, um, but you, but you were, you know, you are cause you were questioning that, that whole thing. And I, and I just can't, I, I can't, I don't think feel like the risk and the reward, like the risk of opening that many people up to what she was saying compared to the reward of creating infighting in that movement. Like, how can that be worth it?
2: Um, Because he wants to push the next technology, right? He's about like, and I don't know. I don't, oh, I don't know that's interesting. interesting
1: so so he's sort of like so the, 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 the leading edge of now, the leading edge of vaccines as opposed to mm-hmm. like the traditional
2: yeah because mm-hmm. what they want to they don't want to push a vaccine they don't want to do the adjuvenance thing they want to do a right, nucleic acid right, therapy right, they want right, to manipulate okay
1: okay yeah like and, time, and he's about like modeling like that. that oh yeah yeah, yeah. his
2: company's all about modeling those neurotic those pathways and that's i don't know i think that that it seemed to die that, down
1: pretty quick. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it died All down pretty quick. All the quickly. money. Yeah, I think, I think Bobby Kennedy, right? Like, he just lost somebody, man. Like, and that's sketchy. It's sketchy how those people died. And it's tragic. But he didn't stop talking about it. And I think that they may have been just trying to shut him up. I don't know. I think... Uh the none perfect, you know, like like uh, everybody thinks looks it back at JFK as like this hero. And JFK won the election because he had the Dixie mob and the sheriffs who were associated practicing violence against people in the South of the Mason Dixon line to make them vote for the Kennedys, right? Like that's how that worked, right? He wasn't he wasn't really a hero, right? Um but i think he was good and i think he did actually call attention to the things that he could call attention to i think i my my main thing is i i have lost every person that was a hero to me every person that i idolized i was crushed over eventually right so i don't i don't idolize people like i don't really care about shiva or kennedy right i know the the vac like for for instance with vaccines i know they cause health problems for some people that's it that's the truth they cause health problems for some people i've watched people get sick from vaccines i've watched people lose functioning from vaccines my dad who lost his fucking rocker and it turned into a monster recently got the flu vaccine the flu vaccine that he got has thimerosal in it my family has an aluminum sensitivity and having metal sensitivity we know that because his dad was an aluminum welder who couldn't remember more than 15 minutes of his life for the last 10 years of his life. You know, I mean, like you can't, like you can't inject poisons into people and you can't activate people's immune system without knowing what you're activating it against. And I think that, that that's, I don't, I think there may be a safe way to do vaccines, right? Maybe it's possible to do, to have all those, adjuvants, all that stuff. Right. But you'd want to make sure that you're not, you have no exposure to any of the things that people develop reactions to. Right. Because peanut allergies, asthma, all those things are greatly increased in the vaccinated group. We know this from the the two or three studies where they're comparative, you know. So it would be possible. So, but they don't tell you that, right? They don't tell your kid's going to go in for vaccines. Make sure they don't eat peanut butter for the week before and for three weeks afterward. Because they can develop an allergy that will kill them. They don't tell you that, right? And that's, it's, and so I think i'm not gonna get them i'm done with vaccines for now you know i'm i'm done because i have i can track problems that i've had in my life with my immune system directly to vaccine experiences right i've suffered injuries from them i've watched it happen but yeah i don't know i think i think that that but people are so 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 invested in vaccines, right? And so, and I don't think it's going to be an easy path. And I think the only path to vaccine safety is going to have to have forgiveness in it, because like I know people who've lost their baby. Right? I know people whose kids died from SIDS. We know SIDS is caused by vaccines. Period. <laughs> yeah. Right, but they are my. I lost a nephew to to brain cancer. Right, when he was like thirteen years old, and he was he had it. He had it probably from the time he was born. You know, um, but those mothers are never gonna like, like, like it is impo- It is almost impossible to say I was complicit in killing my child, right? Who can do that? Who has the bravery to do that? Who can like most people can't. So they're gonna the people who are often the people who are the most wounded by vaccines are the most in denial about it because they have to be because the the absolute terror. Horror and self hatred that would come from I trusted a monster and let them do, and let them kill my child. Right? How do you How do you reconcile that? that?
1: That's Keep why them. I think that the, it's it's doomed for failure because there's eventually you get to a tipping point where so many people have experienced the injuries that they just you can't get away from that. You can't get away from what you're talking about—the anger and the hatred and the of of that those people getting together now that they have a place to gather and and mm-hmm. and you know talk about their experiences
2: yeah and i think yeah i mean it, it, it's tough though because like when i don't i don't know how to talk to those people about it i can't like that like i've i've tried to talk to them about it and these are like two people i know one lost their kid what he within a week before he went to the doctor and they said oh he must have gotten the flu at the doctor and that's what killed him why why do I'm like was it was it a well visit like that's the only the only answer the only question you have to answer is to ask somebody loses their child to a sickness right after they were the doctor was was your kid okay when they went to the doctor and if the answer is yes the only reason they do well visits is vaccines right and the ages from one to five vaccines are at every visit and that's all it takes right that's all you have to ask they were exposed to something at the doctor and either is it did you think it was the flu when everybody in the world has a flu do you think that really is what killed your baby or you can maybe look at the vaccine insert and see that SIDS is on. Every fucking vaccine is right? Every single one of them has SIDS as a result. Wow. It's a known side effect, you know? Yeah. Um, cancer is a known side effect. Like, like people don't even read. And it's, it's about information, right? Informed consent, because we can't consent unless we know. And our, our society has worked really hard to take away that duty of obligation, right? That the California, like... It wasn't illegal to knowingly have HIV and have sex with somebody without telling me I had HIV. Right? Like that's that's legal. Right? But you can't go into a corner store without a face mask. How does that make sense, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um Yeah, I don't know. Terry,
1: you got any questions?
0: What are you going to do next?
2: Um with my life i gotta I got figure out how to make some money and i'm gonna be public. i have a bunch of websites that i bought like i have like my name i bought kwbarrett.net and i have one called Pharmaclassy, which is going to be about just publishing the evil of the pharma industry that's going to be i want that to be like a community site i, I don't have the i don't really have the time to do the research and do all the other things um Grib Runner Chronicles. I'm going to be finishing. I've been illustrating that. Um, again, I'm working on that. Trauma Function. I bought again, which is the prequel to the Grib Runner Chronicles, which is really about how trauma in our in the mind's attempts to deal with it really does create these sort of crazy situations between this world and the imaginal world. Like like people who've been really severely traumatized go crazy. And I eventually I want to start working more with how trauma like I because I think that most of our mental illness is probably epigenetically manifested trauma passed down to the next generation, right? Like bipolar disorder and the hypovigilance, hypervigilance cycle of post-traumatic stress disorder or complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Are so similar that they have the the way they diagnose them is do you react to bipolar meds right does it make you normal okay then you have bipolar if you don't react then it's trauma probably right because the thing is is like i don't know just i i want to tell my truth and talk to people and i was before all this i was working on trying to get uh land for a retreat center because i think that that's what we need as a culture more than anything is places where we can just be okay i don't think we have that a lot and including in our families right i don't think that it's super easy to just be okay with your family after you've lived with people for a while like once you've gotten to this place where you're trying to be the provider and the hero it's hard to be vulnerable right everybody needs a place that can be vulnerable and one of the things that i wanted to do was to find a place And I'm still working on it. I'm going to get some land and I'm going to make a place where people can be, where people who are wounded can go and be without obligations, right? Where they can just be okay for a little while. And I'm going to put up some cabins there and I'm going to have food there and I'm going to let people escape because I think that that's all it takes for a lot of people to heal is just a place where they can be, you know? Because I've often not had that and I have this because of my family situation. I'm in this looming situation, this situation, looming possibility of having no place for my family to be and that it's terrifying right and i so the way i react is if it's being done to me i have to make it better for everybody because i have a hero complex and i'm hopelessly hopelessly naive i'm super naive about a lot of stuff i i find myself believing in humanity over and over again and getting fucked over a lot you know so and i think that happens to everybody i think that's why the compute the conspiracy community exists right and we all have these i what i trusted you right like isn't that sort of like everybody's conspiracy everybody who calls himself a conspiracy theorist that that's the basis of their story right i trusted you and you lied right and so once you and once you see those one big system like that one big lie i think it exposes everything you know but yeah, I don't, I, whatever the next right thing is, whatever my gut tells me to do, I guess, you know,
0: hopefully it's that, a retreat center.
2: I, I'm working on it. I want to do it so bad. And, um, I, the problem is I'm poor and I'm dumb about money. So we'll see, you know, um, I should have, you know, done Bitcoin when I said I should have done it 25 times when it was like 30 cents of a coin, you know? So, and I didn't, you know, I didn't just buy the stuff to do it. So, um
0: hindsight I'm, 2020
2: yeah I, I always have enough and i'm never gonna be rich so because even if i if i was rich i'd give it away i'd be giving money to people giving i wouldn't have anything left you know so i don't know um yeah thank you guys so, so much for having me on it's really it's fun i feel like i was totally scattered and i hope no not at all dude people. fuck it was great all right.
1: yeah, you're very articulate and it was, it was fantastic. I think we reached the most of the places that we wanted to go or that you wanted to go. I mean, we touched on your personal stuff and then tied it into the the, glo- list- the global situation. I
2: mean-
0: and our listeners can get more of you in the chats.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk to anybody. And if anybody, here's what I will say. Like if you need somebody to tell your darkness to, I have a very strong safe in my mind to hold people's darkness. And I, I nothing is going to surprise me with the exception of if you fuck with kids, don't tell me because I won't, I don't, I can't accept it. But other than that, like don't fuck with kids. We're good. Right. I think any other horrible thing you've done, I'm, I'm here and I'm here through the chats, you know, and you know, I think that, um, I'm really hopeful. I'm more hopeful than I've been in a long time. I'm seeing people talk about difficult things. You know i i watched a friend of mine who used to sort of be what he called a race realist have a really wonderful conversation with another friend of mine who's a black woman right and they had this like really and he's not a race realist anymore because i just asked about it and i just harassed him about it viciously because he wasn't like that and he got programmed and he had some bad things happen and he let the trauma turn him into a monster to fight the monsters right and so yeah, I don't know. Do you think, are
1: you hopeful about the pedophile uh, thing getting taken care of a little bit? I mean, is there enough freaking
2: focus on that everywhere that it'll start getting better? I don't know. I, I believe so. I think that there's more arrests yeah. than have ever happened in the history of the United States under one president, right? I think from what I can tell, there, you're looking at tens of thousands of pedophile arrests with high levels of rings. And, you know, I didn't talk about that, but the, the people, yeah, I think it's hopeful. But I, I think that, that if you're listening, you're like, oh, no, there's no way. I don't think America listeners is probably going to be like this. But if there's a part of you that doubts, any of it, right, from they kill and eat babies to they sell kids for sex to they buy children to have sex with them or they adopt children to have a sex slave in their family you should definitely get in touch with me from the chats because I have, it is that darkness is more real than I can even easily accept. And I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. I've known and met people and I've seen it and it's fucking horrible. You know, it's, 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 and it's, you want to know, like if you, if, and if anyone's looking for a big reason why all this is happening, why COVID and the race riots were, we're a bunch of wolves and we've smelled the blood we're coming after them they know it they know they can't get away they're done like do. they're done man like this is for me that's probably where my hope comes from yeah. is when they because when they drop the bottom out on their own profit they're scared yeah you know and i'm glad and i like because that's the thing we've been it's happening it is people are waking up and it, and i don't i don't know if Q's real or not i don't care. What I do care about is that people are waking up. That people are like actually being able to sort of step outside themselves and look at the suffering of another, and be like, "Yeah, I can't handle that. That's not the world I want to live in. I'm not gonna accept
1: it." Now I got to ask you one more question because we got into all that. The adrenochrome thing. I've heard you mention a couple things about that. I mean, is that not about the adrenochrome, or is that just a bit of a fallacy?
2: I, I don't think, I think... Because, I mean, you okay. can buy
1: it synthetically, you know, from from Alibaba and these places. I mean, people are selling it. They're selling blood. They're I mean, you, this.
2: You, can, you can read about this, like, Hunter Thompson wrote about doing adrenaline, right? Like adrenochrome. He, he, has, he has things about it, right? It's a drug. There are other drugs that I think are stronger. And the other thing is it's a drug that you can make in your body, right? Yeah. And it's not, like, it's not like DMT. It doesn't take to flood your whole body with adrenaline. Doesn't take a whole lot of, like, like you don't have to learn pranayama, right? Because like, like you can you can achieve a DMT like uh, ayahuasca spiritual breakthrough state through breathing and meditation. It takes a huge amount of work. Being an adrenaline junkie is being an adrenaline junkie. I think that that's a distraction from, and I think it's a, it's, and it's sort of a concretization to make it easier for people to understand. The kind of what people get from these entities, right okay right? yeah, because I think I think i I don't think I mean yes, it's part of it, but it's more about these people believe that they can reincarnate by carefully balancing the good and into the same family and get their same money in the next life by carefully balancing the evil and the good they do, right like that's the core belief of the elite. Is that they get to reincarnate and become their mom's, their their kid's child, right? They get to be the next person's kid, and so
1: and that's why the long that's why the plans are such lo- so long term. Yeah, you know, and the I government's plans are like four years, or two years, one year. You know, just get to that next office, they get to that next election. These plans are like decades.
2: Yeah, and, and, and that's not anything new, right? That that's an old. There's a lot of like there's in Eastern wisdom. Like the Dalai Lama is that guy, right? The Dalai Lama chooses his next incarnation, right? He's like, I'm going to be that person. And then he tells him where he's going to be. And then they go and they look for him. And a lot of time he has knowledge that he shouldn't have as a little kid. Right? <laughs> yeah. So. And so the elite are doing that. They are. They believe that they're doing that. And it's, I don't know all of it. But I know that there's, that they believe that they can do it. And that's what matters. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, you know that's what they believe and so part of it is they have to abuse they have to create such complicated karmic chains with their family by hurting their families right that the only way to resolve that is to come back as that person's kid because it's so complicated there's no way you can resolve it with a stranger right it's like and so that's like i don't know i think i think that the adrenochrome thing is a distraction i know like you can know like hillary clinton and bill clinton were involved with human traffickers right Harvard human rights journal had a thing about laura Sillsby, an article titled our shared same which talks about bill clinton going down to port-au-prince after the earthquake and getting to help out hillary when she was secretary of state But while he was there, one of the first things he did is he went to the high court and got Laura Silsby and her eight accomplices or a handful of accomplices. The accomplices walked. Laura Silsby, I think, had to pay a fine and do another week before they let her go. She just changed her name and runs the envelope system. And what they were doing was smuggling kids, 30 kids, out of the country on a bus. They were going over the mountains of the Dominican Republic, and they got busted. Bill Clinton went down and got this one off. It was supposedly for a great adoption number, right? And so, okay, fine. Fine, you know, so they weren't, the best case scenario, they were buying humans from poor people who were desperate. They were buying children. That's the best case. And they were going to give those kids beautiful, happy, successful American lives. The thing is, if you have money to do that, you can get a kid. There was plenty of babies who need adoption in the United States, so I'm not really buying that as the full thing, right? And now Laura Silverberg runs Amber Alert. Yeah, I mean, so we have we have evidence, right? They're involved with traffickers, right? Hillary Clinton is involved with traffickers, period. Like, there's no doubt; it's proven fact. Now, did she chop off a kid's face and dance around naked with it? I don't know. You'd have to look at it in videos. It would be illegal and a felony to look at it and to admit you'd seen. So I I can't speak to that, right? But, and they have fake technology, but is it possible? Have I known other people in similar positions of power who were supposed to do things like that and didn't want to? Yes. So I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm not, I can't say, you know, there's no, I can't, I'm not, and I'm not going to talk about that family anymore. Cause I already have pissed off people and I got guys in Volvo driving around. So I, uh, it's, yeah. All right. We'll leave it there. No, that's good. I
1: just, I feel like maybe it's bringing some context to the whole vampirism thing. If they need, if they need some sort of a thing like adrenochrome and it's bringing people down that rabbit hole, maybe that's a good thing.
2: It's energetic. Yeah. And yeah. ener- ener- the, the vampirism, even blood drinking vampires are, it's about the energy. It's yeah. about spiritual energy. It's about, what happens when you strip yourself from shame and it's about letting that trauma energy that got you through being abused when you were a kid, letting that thing take control, right? There's whatever it is. If it's a, even if it's an imaginary person, whatever your dissociative identity is, it's about letting that thing have control because it's powerful and it makes you feel powerful. And from a person who's had dissociative experiences, you can do stuff, right? Superhero level stuff when you let those things take over. Like there's a reason that that like, uh, Movie with but personality guy, the M Night Shyamalan movies. There's a reason that guy is in those movies. There's a reason. Those are realistic things. Like that's the thing is, reality is not. It's very strange, you know. And so, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I. Then it doesn't matter if they're doing it for a It doesn't matter why they're killing kids and torturing them to death. It doesn't matter if they get a chemical from their brain. They're still fucking doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, right? And so, it doesn't, and so, so if you're going to believe all people, then you have to sort of take a look at the 40 or 50 people who survived this specific set of circumstances and you got to listen to them. You know?
1: Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I don't know. It's it, And that's some dark, dark, dark stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm even hopeful about that. Yeah. Yeah i think i think the people that need to be stopped are being stopped and i think that it's like you know that picture of saint michael and he's got the spear and he's stepping on the dragon and like whatever christians whatever but that the dragon is always squirming right it's always like god it's like and it, like and i did when i was a kid and this is the last thing i'll say when i was a kid i was an idiot when i was like nine years old and i was riding a dirt bike on a track and there was a snake that had gone across the track and one of the kids ran over it and then i ran over it and it was sort of funny for a minute until like it started its insides started coming out but the way it squirmed because I, I decided i was going to kill it right i'm, I'm like i better put it out his ninja. i walked over I stepped on his neck and i remember that Warminess, like it was mostly dead it was gonna be dead within minutes its guts were hanging out right and there's but i remember that feeling of it squirming under my foot before i smashed it with a stick right and put it about put it out of its misery and that's what i feel like it's like i think that that's what all this is is the snakes are squirming right and so i i became i'm I'm a soft-hearted dude like i failed at killing things a lot and it's one of those like like i still like you want to talk about trauma that's trauma i should probably go to emdr for because i still it still bothers me that i ran it over on purpose right like that i just killed the thing for no reason right i was a kid i was dumb and i didn't really i didn't really think about like they just didn't think it's true you know but that feeling of it squirming under my foot that's what this is, right? And so, whenever I see people getting caught, like the evil people that I know in my personal life, whenever I see them acting out of sorts, right? It's always that that serpent thing, that thing trying to get away. You know? And I think that you know, it's time that the people who think they have power realize they don't have it because the power, the power is with us. They can't do anything without us. Yeah. Like and the cops are the cops are us, right? The military is us. Like we're, they're not. They're, they're being used as tools by them yeah, yeah. but they're they're us they're they're us We're, they're not them yeah you know and so once we take back us right and get clear on who the enemy is it gets real easy right and so you know helpful yeah good get right.
0: Bring it on yeah thanks
1: yeah. man that was thanks a good for chat. coming on the show chris yeah yeah I love you guys. thank yeah, you so much we'll, for having me yeah good um, good luck with your creations and you're finishing off your comic and all that and we'll we'll keep in touch of course
2: i will i will i'll uh, yeah we'll be in touch and uh, I'll be posting links to stuff when I get it done on the chats. i have just been dealing with my car electrical. I keep blowing it up because I've been stressed, so right on. that's all I've been doing for like a month is I rewired an entire car. it was not fun, <laughs> like just buy a new car. it's easy yeah, yeah you know if you can' at all buy a new car don't try and rewire it so <laughs> All right. All right, okay, buddy.
0: Chris, Take care. Have
2: See
0: a good day. night. Stay safe. Yep. And that was our chat. Chris Barrett, friend of the show.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Chatter extraordinaire. That's awesome. Comes and goes. Big thanks to
1: Chris for coming on the show. Yeah, uh, I love that, man. That was good. Yeah,
0: big yeah. Big thanks to all you guys for tuning in to listen. We love you for it. Big thanks to you guys who support the show. We love you even more. Grandamerica.ca slash support. Helps keep us going. Helps us keep the wheels on. Keep us on the track. Going towards, uh, I don't know, somewhere. We'll get there one day. Or we won't. Because we don't have enough support. So, up to you guys. americaca slash support. Of course, you can review the show. Share the show. Sign up for the newsletter. All sorts of stuff in the show notes. Check that out. Do all that stuff. That helps. I mean, the reviews have been coming in like crazy. We've got like 30 reviews in the last wow, couple of fantastic. weeks. So just keep that ball going. Review the show wherever you can. It helps. Uh, yeah. Join the chats. go slash chats. America.ca slash support. Have some good vibes for your weekend. We love you. Thanks for
1: listening. Stay safe. Peacefully. Yeah, Stay protest. peaceful. Peacefully protest. Don't I'm hit gonna anybody. Tell, I'm going to tell people how to protest. Hug. Yeah. Some, some people are saying don't tell people how to protest. Well, I think peaceful is the way to go. Thanks for listening. Don't throw bricks. Don't throw
0: bricks. Thanks for listening. And this is your bricklayer. And we'll see you next week. Started
3: writing down a list of things to do. Number one on the list of things to do was to write a list of things to do. Number two on the list, a little more nihilist, wrote down, the cake is a lie, there is no spoon, Johnny flipped out, they put him in a rubber room, hide all your money under your mattress, you call your enemy a fascist, somebody call an ambulance, the sky is falling hide all your money under your mattress You call your enemy a fascist Somebody call an ambulance The sky is falling Started to carve my initials into a 150 foot tree Forgot who I was, where I was Cut my hand and it began to bleed Was only looking to leave my mark In the bark in the park Now I'm in agony I have no name My legacy is written in the sparks in your brain Hide all your money under your mattress You call your enemy a fascist Somebody call an ambulance The sky is falling Hide all your money under your mattress You call your enemy a fascist Somebody call an ambulance The sky is falling Johnny Crumpled up, threw away his list of things to do Instead, he got to jotting down his lifeblood legacy manifesto, manifesto. Live by principles of peace, mix it with charity. Don't leave the next generation, a world of scarcity. Johnny wasn't a commie, he was my fellow man. Johnny wasn't a commie, he was my fellow man. Johnny wasn't a Nazi, he was a firebrand. Johnny wasn't a Nazi, he was a firebrand